For advertising opportunities for the following show, email us at cornerpupsports at gmail.com. It's time for the best pubcast around, Corner Pub Sports. The gang is all here gathered around the bar to bring you their opinions on the latest sports topics while drinking their favorite brews. Follow the gang on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and on cornerpubsports.com. You can also join in the conversation by texting 267-277-3406. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. This is Lauren Hart from the Philadelphia Flyers, and you're listening to Corner Pub Sports. Corner Pub Sports. Brought to you by Erroneous! Fridays. I think you misspelled fucked up. Fucked up Fridays. What is up, up, everybody? Fucked up Friday. We are Corner Pub Sports here on Wildfire Radio, part of the Wildfire Sports family. If you're listening live on Wildfire Radio, we thank you. If you're listening on Corner Pub Sports, iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel, TuneIn, you name it, we're on it. Thank you so much for joining us here. Bunch of drunk assholes at a bar, baby. What is up, everybody? I'm Sean. I'm Ron. What's up? It's Mike. It's Gary. What's going on, guys? Welcome. Well, I'm enjoying the fact that the game's halfway over and the Flyers we are, scored eight goals. Winning, yeah. That's nice. They're a bag yeah. of dicks. So they got that going for them. <laughs> yeah, which, is, which is nice. nice. <laughs> uh, we just got a, yeah, uh, an acronym, yet, which is nice. We just got an acronym: uh, FUF, Fucked Up Friday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fuff. Speaking of fucked up, good heads up. Speaking of fucked up Friday, uh, today's also. Uh, you might also say we're winning Wednesday. I don't care about nothing, man. Just because. Today's another one of those, uh, another one of those fucked up kind of days. Four twenty, baby. Four twenty. <laughs> four twenty. Here, here. Yeah, four twenty. I don't smoke, but yeah. For those who do, for those who do. Yeah. Smoke it up, Smokey. For, for those that do, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were equal opportunity and, you know, celebrating the holiday, nonetheless. Yeah, straight to the perks of the cocaine. I don't know. What they said. That's good shit. Why, man? Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. When was the last time you heard this song? It's been a while. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, it really you. Has I don't smoke it no more. <laughs> I was going to eat that pussy too, but then I got high. And now I'm jacking off. I and I know a lot of stoners. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it hasn't really been that long. Oh, man. It's good shit. Um, but yeah, 420 for those who uh, celebrate. I uh, hope, you're, hope you're sitting there with a beer and a, and a uh, joint in your hand. You know, hope you guys are enjoying the show. Uh, we, so tonight on the show, um, we have a couple things to announce. But uh, before we before we get to that, tonight on the show, we're going to have uh, Chris Pavone calling in. Oh, nice, uh, Mr. Kalen Croft from the WF. He's a big Browns fan. 
Uh, the fourth pick overall. So. Yeah, so I figured it'd be a good time to have him on. And, uh, and it's like, like I was yep. just telling Sean earlier before the show, I was texting back and forth with him a little bit before uh, a couple days ago. He's insulated to what he thinks the Browns are going to do. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Chris is a great dude, man. I, you know, I had a mock draft, uh, which I basically just use as a guide. I mean, honestly, when we do our draft show, which we'll talk about in a second. But um, I had them taking a quarterback and a running back because I thought that would be perfect. You know, that would be a good way to for them to, to solidify their uh, you know their 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 roster. You know, going forward, you know, you get you get two guys in the backfield on their center and, and a running back. But yeah, we'll get to it. But then you know, again, you know, that's assuming the running back actually falls that guy. That's true. I, I, I think he would, but who knows? Okay. You can never predict the NFL draft. That's very true. No, especially from the Eagles' point of view, too, where you're going to be that low. Why again? Oh, because we're Super Bowl champions! Super Bowl champions! E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Yeah, it's weird being at the bottom. (laughs) I mean, like, we haven't had a draft pick this irrelevant in a long time. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that, though? I have, um... I bet you do. (laughs) And I just get the later and sweat. Yeah. <laughs> I worked all day. Let the- <laughs> you don't want me, you fucking pig. I just later and sweat. Oh, man, it's awesome. Um, no, but uh, it's is it me or has this whole offseason really... It's been so... Up? First of all, I mean, just having the Eagles play that deep into the year, the draft feels like it... It, That's it feels saying. like the Super Bowl yeah. just ended. You know I know. What I mean? It's like, oh my God, the draft's right here. Between that and them winning the Super Bowl and the celebration of the Super Bowl, like free agency yeah, came and exactly. went, and you're just like, now the draft. Like, yeah. you're so used to kind of, you know, the last couple of years checking out, like, the last time we were really invested was when, you know, it was Chip Kelly's first year when they went up against the Saints, and you knew the Saints were a, a much better team at that point. I think we were all kind of hoping for the best, but, you know, you knew you were dealing with a pretty formidable opponent right out of the gate. You know, take it if you get it, but I don't think anybody was heartbroken over it. scored. But, you know, we didn't go to the postseason Andy Reid last last year. I mean, no. that was a terrible team. Yes, it was. Um, I don't think we went the year before. Maybe we did go the year before that, but it, I think it was a wild card. But it's been a long time since we actually made that deep of a run the last the time playoffs. It was two years because they made it against – the Cowboys and it was McNabb's last year. Yeah. Oh no, and they played the, and Vic. 2010. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you made it with Vic when you had all 11 that and 12 you missed. Kind of break your way and you kind of snuck in. Yeah, because. 11 and 12 you missed and 13 you made it. Yeah. Yeah, we're just watching the replay of the goal. It's, it's pretty awful. He's got a hook that Yeah, before that, 2009, right? has been atrocious. Wasn't that 2009 when they lost to the Cardinals? Brian Dawkins last year? Wasn't that the last time we went? No. What, to the playoffs? Not to the playoffs, but made a run that deep into the playoffs. I'm saying it had been a while since oh, we were yeah. playing that late into the season. I yeah, mean, it was whatever year we played Arizona. It was close to 10 years ago, right? Yeah, it was 2008. Yeah. Eight or nine. Right? 2008 was the last year they made. Yeah, when they made it that far before oh, this right. year. It might have been, like, calendar-wise, it might have been 2009. Yeah. But, yeah, it would have been the 2008 season. So, yeah, yeah, like 10 years. Pretty crazy. Yeah, like I said, man, it feels like the offseason is just cruising by. I mean, you start reading all these things about, like, training camp being around the corner. It's like, damn, man, I guess it is. <laughs> As Ron loses his, uh, his train of thought, listening to Pat Yeah, Pat Bennett's Yeah, right. come on, man. Loves the battlefield. Yeah. Love is the battlefield. <laughs> uh, 
we uh, we have a big event coming up next Thursday. We were just talking about the draft. It's at the FOP Lodge, right off the boulevard. Calmly in the Bo- it's Caroline Road. It's right off Calmly in the Boulevard. Um, it's the new FOP Lodge, basically. It's a great um, location. I've yeah, been it's there for awesome a build. couple of benefits, you know, a year or so ago. And... <laughs> what the fuck? Hey? I used to <laughs> you leave his house now. <laughs> this video sucks. There shouldn't be talking in it. This song sucks. You leave Pat yeah, Benatar. That's right. I said it. I said it, Ron. You leave Pat Benatar out of this. You Her. can't talk to Billy Idol like that. Was <laughs> <laughs> it wedding singer yeah. and on the airplane? He's doing <laughs> the video. The, like the song keeps cutting out. So they're like, fucking. Anyway, uh, it's gonna be a great event. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, it's us. Crack Bell Crew is gonna be there. Crack Bell Crew. Two um, five live. That's right. Fourth and go. Fourth and go. Yeah. Man, it's gonna be a great awesome. time. <laughs> yeah, really good show. I mean, maybe, uh, really, maybe really. Show? Really. Yeah, there's a couple others. Uh, yeah, there's a few we'll others. We have a really, really good time. And we have shirts to wear. Yeah. Thanks to T Public. T Public uh, hooked us up. Um, nice. Yeah, but some shirts, and we'll be we'll be repping. Uh, it should be a good time, and I can't wait. And uh, you know, we'll, we're on about 7:30 uh, next week, so we go on for about 40 minutes or so. Uh, <laughs> good to know, so that way I can figure out. How the hell to get that to work? Eh, eh. Tell them you got it. Oh, yeah, it's being a Thursday. Yeah, tell them you got a draft party. Well, I mean, luckily, it's, you work uh, off the turnpike, right? Yeah. Tell them you got a boil on your ass neck. <laughs> I got a boil on my ass neck. I can't it hurts. be there. I got to go. I, I can't be at work. I need to have it lanced. <laughs> Incidentally, <laughs> make sure you listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, be there. What are we drinking, boys? Fat tire. Fat tire. Fat tire. Nice. Again, no disrespect to uh, Naked Brewing. Every week, the show is brought to you by Naked Brewing Company, Huntington Valley, NakedBrewingCompany.com. Thank you guys so much. For Who, incidentally, also just rolled over an anniversary, too. Wasn't it their sixth anniversary? Last, last, anniversary? last yeah. weekend, yeah. yeah. Yep. They sure did. They scored again. No, it was, we played the same They scored five times. Oh, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Uh, yeah, the floodgates are about to open up. Yeah. So this uh, this little Chinese guy walks into a bar, oh, and uh, it's a white bartender, and he walks up and he says to the bartender, "This isn't going to be racist." No, not not at all. Not a chance. He goes, uh, "Hey, honky, pour me a gin and tonky." So the bartender looks at him. He's like, "Excuse me." He goes, "Hey, honky, pour me a gin and tonky." <laughs> so the bartender kind of smirks and pours him a gin and tonic, hands it to him. Little Chinese man. Slams it. Boom. Done. Hey, Honky, pour me another one of those gin and tonkies. Now the bartender's starting to get pissed. Pours him another one. Gives it to him. Drinks it. Slams it down. Says it again. Finally, the bartender's like, look. Listen. Listen, you skeet, skeet, little motherfucker. Skeet, skeet. You talk to me like that again. I don't appreciate being talked to like that. How would you like it if someone talked to you like that? So the Chinese man thought about it for a second. Thank you. And he goes, okay. So he goes behind the bar, sends the, the bartender around. Bartender walks up, pretends like he's walking into a bar, walks up to the bar. He goes, hey, Chink, how about a drink? He goes, Give me a drink, Chink. we don't serve honkies here. <laughs> yeah, that's an old one. But, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got more. I got better ones later. Uh, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> better on, than that? On that note, um, <laughs> we have three people, three, like, pretty, three deaths. We have three deaths this week. Sixers Hall of Famer Hal Greer. Oh. Hal Greer passed away. 
uh, you know, no, he was he was uh, back, you know, back in the early days of the Sixers franchise. He actually started off as. Is, is, uh, was he the first uh, retired number? Oh, you know what? I think he, he might have been. Could be. He very well could be. I mean, he was one of the first ones to switch over when they were the Warriors. Yeah, and him he, and Will. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. he's an old schooler. But he also would have retired before Wilt, so yeah, I'm p- shit probably. Thinking about it, that's a really good trivia question, actually. I'm. It's a shame we don't have technology to look it up and see the first number. Well, so I Gary mean, seems to be looking it up. Uh, oh yeah, no, Gary's uh, Gary's worried about his fucking <laughs> dead cat. He just brought it up a little while ago. Got a sick pussy. Yeah, Gary's got a sick pussy at home. Needs some tender love and care. Fuck that cat. He's going to beat that up when he gets home. Oh, no. I'm just going to shove it under the fucking shed. There's only one thing that, that he's... That little gonna... bitch cross, he's cried One thing the he's been beaten. You know, got a penalty. Uh, so, Hal Greer, you know, 76ers legend. I mean, great player. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. He, at one point, I don't know if he's still... Uh, he he was the all-time scoring leader in Sixers franchise history. And, uh, you know, had a, had a great career. So, yeah, his, his number hangs in the rafters and... You know, fantastic, uh, fantastic player. Um, Barbara Bush died this week. Yeah. The age of 93. Uh, oh, you know who else died? Uh, what do you call it? Harry Anderson? Or- oh, yeah, Harry you're Anderson right. from Night Court. Yeah, Harry Anderson from Night Court died, too. You know, Bar- Barbara Bush is the only one who had two former presidents inside her at the same time. That's... Apparently she didn't. That fucking old peg. <laughs> that white haired peg. There's somebody else too. Ah, she's another one that takes in his stinky. Yeah, Harry Anderson from Night Court passed away. Uh, that sucked. It was somebody that, yeah, he was really young. He was only like early 60s, mid 60s. Yeah. I'd like Night Court. Night Court was a Night fun show. Funny. I love how we pay more homage to fucking <laughs> Harry Anderson from Night Court than we Harry do. Harry the Hat for Cheers. Yeah. He's yeah. the one that would come in. Yeah, that's right. Like the, yeah. Yeah, he was the hustler. And uh, he was in a couple of One of my other- favorite, like, bar tricks, and I actually got it from Harry Anderson on Cheers. You walk in, you take your uh, baseball hat or whatever, you throw it over a beer. And you say to whoever it is, like, I bet I could drink that whole beer without, without ri- lifting the, the hat up. So, naturally, the guy's going to be like, yeah, okay, it's bullshit. So, toss your money up and everything like that. Take your head, like, you know, go into the bar and go glug, 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 glug. You come back up, just say, all right, it's done. Guy's like, nah, get the fuck out of here. Picks the hat up. When he picks the hat up, then you take the beer and then drink the beer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a great, like, bar con. And, uh... Popovich, Popovich's wife passed away this week. Yeah, it's too bad. Too. That's a, that's a shame. And uh, and you know it's funny. I'm so kind of selfishly thrown out there. Like it's a shame it happened like during the playoffs. And I stuff, was just gonna say I, I'm so used to the Spurs being the plus. I'm like, oh man, I wonder if he's gonna miss the game. I'm like, wait, the Spurs missed the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. No, they made it. They, they made it. it. Yeah, they they're in. They're in. They're playing like Utah or something, aren't they? Utah. The Spurs missed the playoffs. No, they made it. We had almost positive they made. We it. had this conversation last week that. It's the first I was time here last week. Yeah, we had this conversation last week that it's the first time. It I'll look it up. I'm almost positive they're. In. I thought they're playing they? Golden State. Wait, why did we? Why were we talking about the Spurs missing the playoffs? You're I think drunk. they're playing Golden State. I, I think you're actually. I think you're right. Jingle, jangle, jingle. I think you're actually right on that. Uh, 
I'm almost positive they're in. Maybe it's the first time that they're an away team in God knows how many years. Yeah. I'm trying to look here. Uh, <laughs> Golden Shower. Yeah, they're playing the Warriors. Yeah, they're playing the Warriors. Yeah. So why, would, why was someone... Why were we talking about that last week? No, th- they made it really, really late. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it took until, like, you know, a game or two left in the season for them to actually nail their spot down. Maybe it was that there was a chance that they weren't going to make it. I mean, that could be. Because, yeah. again, they, they snuck in late. I mean, it's not like they had it sealed up the way they normally did. Well, that shows you how much I've been paying attention to the other teams aside from the Sixers. Yeah. Hey, you got a dead cat at home? Try Flusher.com. <laughs> Order now. Get 35 30 whatever it is, $40 off your first two orders. That's <laughs> a sour pussy. They don't fucking care anymore. They don't. <laughs> if you have a sour pussy at home, just call Flusher.com. A sour pussy. <laughs> I'm just going to sell that cat, though. Thank you. You do call, you do call that shit? Get some ribs. We can't get a sponsor. <laughs> Get some ribs instead. Fuck that cat. Yeah, so uh, anyway, not to. That cat's a good cat. Fuck that cat. It's true. Many people are going to. Fucking cat. Go against you on that one. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a shame for those those three that passed away that we paid complete homage to and and total respect like we always do. Well, we did for Harry. Yeah, for Harry Anderson, too. Yeah. Barbara Bush. (laughs) Not Barbara Bush. Like, fuck that pig. Well, I don't know if we never. Well, you know. And Pop is Pop's Pop's wife, man. That's a shame. It's a damn shame. Oh man, but uh, yeah. So like, like I just said before, I wheeled out that dumb statement about the Spurs not making the playoffs. Um, Honest mistake. I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, Sixers are playing uh, the Heat right now, and by the time we did our last show, Bruno San Martino. That's what I was trying to think of, the wrestler. Oh, oh, okay. Martino. Okay. Because I remember thinking to myself, well, oh my God, like, I thought he died so. years ago. Yeah, he, <laughs> like, it didn't yeah. even occur to me he was still alive. Um, they're playing the Heat right now, and it's a 2-1 series. And uh, since the last time we did our show, we didn't even know who they're going to play yet because it wasn't solid. Yeah, it was, it, it was pretty uh, Nothing was set wild, yet. Yeah. It wasn't until that night, later that night, like, I don't know, after, well after the show was over, that we figured out who, who they're going to play. And uh, Yeah, thoughts on the series so far? Two um, wins by 20 plus 20 or more points. Um, he'd already a little bit of a tougher matchup than I expected them to be, though. I mean, I was a little dismissive when I heard that we pulled the heat. I thought to myself, all right, I mean, that's that's a pretty good way to get out of the gate, generally speaking. Well, I don't know. But they're easy. Or, like, I don't know. Like, the, the six, seven, eight. I don't know if there was an easy team out of that bunch. No, nah, that's if true, I, too. I really didn't have a preference. But Dwayne Wade has always had a reputation for giving the Sixers fits. I mean, this, especially be, this year. Yeah. Well, he did in the, the second game. The third game, he was non-existent. Yeah. Dwayne Wade, that tippy, tip, tippy turtle-looking cocksucker. <laughs> he, he, okay. uh, Hassan Whiteside's always been a guy that's just given Hassan them problems. Hassan Whiteside has been invisible. He's been, yeah, he has. He's been insanely Olenek invisible. has been more, you know, yeah. Yeah. noticeable. Well, it's been crazy because, like, I, I thought this was That's expect- what I said. I without looked- Embiid. I didn't like the matchup against Whiteside. I thought this was not a good thing for the Sixers. And you know what? I I did say last week that they were going to lose a game at home, and they did. And I said this was going to be a battle. And, and yes, there's two. The first game was not a battle. The first no, game the first was game a blowout. Was they, they last night's score doesn't show you how close that game. That game was close until five minutes later left. As soon as Embiid hit that three pointer with a couple of minutes left in the fourth. 
Yeah. That's when they started kind yeah. of pulling away. Like it was, it was really a, neck was and back neck and for forth. most of the game. Yeah, it was a back and forth battle. Well, yeah, I mean they 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 were down a little bit in the fourth quarter, and then they just really kind of you know then put they the just turned down. it on. And yeah, all of a sudden shots are falling all over the place. Yeah. You see Miami really hustling bad shots from outside, and the one thing that's concerning me is, is th- that I feel that the Sixers defense has been a little passive. I feel like it could be a little better because Miami's a physical team too. They are, but they were also the 29th best offensive team in the. Jesus oh, Christ! Jesus. Pittsburgh just scored again. It's too dude, weak. and these are two absolutely atrocious right right goals five hole. that he's like. Their goaltending has been unbelievably, like historically bad. Just turn this shit off. I, <laughs> I got to a little on the other side of that in the sense that I, I blame the offense. I mean, again, you can't win a lot of games if you're only scoring one goal. Well, I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around. I mean, I'm not I saying just, that, I put goaltending lower than a lot of other people do. I mean, you get people ready to, like, kill, you know, oh, both Elliott and Newberth. If you didn't give up the, the fucking blue line as easy as you do, you wouldn't have to worry so much about goaltending. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think the defense has really been bad. And so he hasn't – well, neither one of them really been getting a lot of help in front of the net. They haven't scored. I mean, again, asking your goalie to pitch a shot at every time he goes out is pretty unrealistic in the most part. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, I mean, but your goaltending giving up weak goals changes oh, the whole momentum me. of the game. I'm not throwing roses at either of their feet. They haven't played great by any stretch of the imagination. I, I don't want this taken completely the other way either. I'm just saying that, you know, if you're going to rank all their problems in order, I put, you know, all of their scores just being completely invisible for the most part, way above, you know, Brian Elliott or Nueva. All right, well, here, let's just Thanks agree that it's bad all around. Yeah. I mean, it has. When you're basically talking about which turd less shitty looking. Oh, yeah. No, it's exactly I, I what mean, it it's. What turd has less bad. corn? You know, yeah. it's it's but turd, assigning the, blame when they, on the turd contains the less blood. No, about exactly. The team as a whole, all the way up to the coach. Whole shit. Said whole. The whole team. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we were talking Sixers. We were we were at our happy place. So let's go back to our happy place. We can no. go back to bitching about the Flyers a little bit. I mean, it was a fun game, game show, though. I, I mean. And, I mean, Sean, you brought up the defense in the first two games, and that was a little bit passive. Little passive. But you are missing your best defense. Right, and, and that's what I was, I was going to get at before yeah. Pittsburgh fucking scored. Goddamn assholes. Um, yeah, until Embiid came back with his daft punk. Yeah, and, and dude, Embiid <laughs> looks like fucking Batman. He looks like a downhill yeah. skier. I love it. He, yeah, that's what I said. He looks like a, yeah, he looks like a skier wearing a Phantom and Opera man. I was texting you, I'm like, dude, you may as well have been wearing a fucking motorcycle helmet out there. Oh, guys. Be like Michael Barkan at the fucking post game. That's the most embarrassing piece of shit. I, take off the silly ass glasses. It's, it's so hard. Christ, it's so like, hard to watch. Take off the silly ass glasses. Him and Jim Line are fucking clapping after it. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, sixers. That's not as catchy. Get the fuck out of here with that. It's, it's not as catchy as the Eagles song. Get shit off. That's nothing to do with Michael. This song's been well oh, before Michael Barkan was on. Yeah. It's been a fun series, though. It's I been mean, a very like, fun series. Even if you're yeah, not really yeah, a big basketball scored. fan. I mean, Short-handed. There has, there has been a lot to really enjoy. Yeah, no, there has been. It's been very physical. It's been uh, back and forth. 
You know, even um, it's been close. Worst I, I case scenario, scenario even if they don't though. pull the series out, this is great experience for the team too. Though I mean, putting them in a position like they're this, giving the them an opportunity, the they're going to win this series. Oh yeah, they should. That, I'm just saying, even if there's some kind of a collapse, they don't end up pulling off. I mean, the experience they're going to get out of this is invaluable. Yeah. I mean, you're playing with house money, like our uh, poll. You know, it's yeah. a good time to bring out the podcast yep. poll. Get to it now. You yeah. threw it out there, and remind me again what the uh, choices were. So. Once I get to it. All right, so pop, hashtag podcast poll on Twitter. We do it every week now on the show. We've been doing it for probably this most of the new months. year so far. Yeah. Uh, if the Sixers do not blank, I'll be very disappointed. And the options were, and we'll go around the horn before we give the results. Uh, it is final now. Um, so if the Sixers don't blank, I'll be very disappointed. If the Sixers don't beat the Heat, if the Sixers don't get to Eastern Conference Finals, if the Sixers don't get to the NBA Finals, or if the Sixers don't win at all, I'll be very disappointed. Now, obviously, if they don't beat the Heat, you you know you would think that that'd be. I thought about that later. Well, uh, for me, you know, and this is kind of where I was going with it. I'm thrilled to death with them getting well, as far as they have. Like, I wouldn't be disappointed. In my opinion, this has been a wildly successful season. Right. Just at face the value, fact, as it is wins. Now. Yeah, I mean, God. I damn, was being man. optimistic, picking them at 45. I. Was a little below you. You guys were both in the thirty-eight to forty range. I think I had him a game or two over five hundred. Right. I think Mike yeah, I was under. slid. You like were like thirty. You, you guys were right around thirty-eight to forty. Because I remember 41. you asked yeah. me because we were doing the show for Naked that day, mm-hmm. and you know you're like, well, you know, if they have over a five hundred record, they're probably making the playoffs. I like, I guess we're getting the playoffs then. Yeah. But yeah, to get the, I was thir- the one that to get the three seed. I mean, like I said, I don't see how you could look at this year and be disappointed, regardless of what the outcome of any of these you know, different options are. I think this is great. Yeah, I mean, I clearly underestimated how good Ben Simmons was going to be. It, when it I... clicked and came together so completely, so late in the year. I mean, God damn, they were rolling teams you for know that what? last like, month or two. And not only that, but it started out, they, they didn't have a whole lot of depth. All of a sudden, they pick up Bellinelli and Ilyasova, oh, and all of yeah, a sudden, good. their how bench... Much? Like that becomes a it a added strength. so How much big of depth a difference did Bellinelli make? God damn, man, what a great move! I had someone, someone that uh, you got Ilyasova basically oh, for free, right? Yeah, yeah he well, both both of them, both of them re, they're both released, and you both, both by Atlanta, signed, both That's by Atlanta. Right, yeah. So, um, and, and we had right. we had Cooney on um, the two days before he signed like, Ilyasova. And he was like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take like he. Called oh it. yeah, like he did, didn't he? It was crazy. I'm like, look, they're they're talking about rumors of of Ilya Silva coming back. He's like, I hope it happens, and that's basically how you know, like, yeah, it sounds totally like they are. Board. Yeah, um, and we've had him on last year when they traded him. When we were unhappy with it because we thought that he was a good fit and thought that maybe he could fit in with this team when they got good because he's he's a grinder. The guy's the guy does everything you want him to do, and he's a complete yeah. Professional. Going back to last year too, I mean, I think that we had him before we traded uh, Nerlens Noel. Yes, we did. Yeah, we had him at the start of the season. And I, I think that was basically why we liked it so much, because he did seem like he clicked right into place with everybody. And at the time, Sarge seemed like he was having a little bit more of a struggle in finding his place in the roster. Early on. Yeah. Early on, yeah. Yeah. And their games were similar. You know, you invested so much in Sarge. You know. And now Sarge looks like a freaking, you know. If you have him as, like, your sixth man to come off the bench, even if he's not going to start, God damn, that is a great option. I don't even think. I don't even think that you're talking Sarge. 
I'm talking Sarge. I'm I saying worst think... case scenario, even because I think it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when we had Cooney on before the season started, didn't he say that he was kind of the role man. that he maybe, had maybe seen him man, yeah. yeah, but that was Sarge. I think has exceeded expectations. I think he's now a starter. I think he's a she, she. your third option. Oh, don't don't misunderstand. No, no, I, I understand. But what what you're saying, I think you're under even even if you're saying, oh, it's a great problem to have as him as a sixth man. I think he's too good to have as your sixth man. No, I agree. I'm saying worst case scenario. If he's the guy that you're bringing off the bench, I mean, God damn! Like even in a worst case scenario, that's a great option. It's been start. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I can see. You know, like for me, that's that's Ilya Sova that you're talking about. Is like that well, worst now, case yeah. scenario, six man type player. I, I think at this point, for me personally, as far as the poll question goes, like you I can't I, be disappointed, right? No, I well, I, you know, I had them going to playoffs, and I thought they're going to be hefty. I had them winning forty five. See, the, the thing is, the poll question says I'll be very disappointed, right? At this, I'll be at the, moderately at this point, like, right now, right? Because they're already in the as playoffs. It as now. it stands now, when you look at them, when you look at if they're a thirty seed, when you look at the Eastern Conference Finals, I'll be very disappointed if they don't beat the Heat. Okay, and that's kind of where I thought most of the people would go. I would be, I disappointed if they don't make the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to go. Wow, I think they missed an opportunity to really make. Team so young though. At the same, I time. get it, but understood. Like, but it's they should beat. They should be Boston. They should be Boston now. The opportunities in front of them. They should at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's it, where I stand. It could be knee jerk reaction. Boston just freaks me out. You know what? It's weird. Who is who the hell does Boston have anymore? With I mean, Irving and Hayward. Well, Irving. Well, I mean, out. I've been saying. Yeah, I mean, right not having Irving they really nice changed the landscape. Marcus this, Smart's like, back. That's not lost on me by any stretch of the imagination, but god damn, man, that just seems to be one of those teams that's just a pain in the ass. They are a pain, dude. I, I. Who was I talking to about? Oh, I was talking to Ryan about this. And Ryan's Man, like, oh, I don't see who, – who in the Eastern Conference Finals is going to beat them? And I said, well, dude, the Raptors could. you're having problems with, with Miami, who is the 29th best scoring team in the league. They're a young team, and everything changed. I think Cali, too. I was talking to him. And he's like, oh, I can't believe you're playing down on them. I said, dude, it's the playoffs. Everything's ramped up. The, it's a different every, You throw Especially everything out the, the window. Yeah, when you're playing the same team for seven games. I mean, you start – Yeah, like you're going to have – you're going to falter. And, and and I was kind of going back and forth. I'm like, Toronto can beat them. Boston can still beat them. So those are the two teams Please that I look at. Pacers, I, th- I actually think, are a little deceptively dangerous. They though. are. I, I I think that the Sixers are better teams than both I the do Cavs. Too. And They're one you can't really Pacers underestimate, though. though. No, you can't. I'll tell you. I wouldn't I, be shocked that they it, lost it's, them. It's so crazy that we have Miami in the first round. Not that Miami was great, but we're in the first round of the playoffs. And we're like, man, we are a more talented team. We should beat this team. We are a better team. Yeah, you realize you're in the clear. driver's seat. <laughs> it's not funny. It's clear. Like, you're like, you know, like, if you're not winning, you're upset. It's like, true. what's going on here? It's like, a unicorn. I just wanted to see them over 500. I mean, that was, like, my big goal for the season. I really wanted to see them make a competitive run, like, for the playoffs and just finish with a winning I just record. see what happens. Yeah. So, but that, this is my point. So, you're saying very disappointed. I'll be very disappointed if they don't win this. I will be disappointed Borderline very, but not quite very disappointed if they don't make the conference finals at this point. Okay. I'll be disappointed, okay. but not very disappointed. I see well, your point. I mean, there's no real juggernaut team standing in your way. I mean, that's yeah. kind of where I stand. Like, so the results. Cleveland, I still think is a problem with James. I mean, you can never count them. Out. No, no. Until James is knocked off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you you can't like. But just I think when you compare to when you compare the teams up against each other, I think the Sixers. I think they can match handle Cleveland. Well. 
better than I mean Toronto just seems to give them fits. Well, Toronto's the number one seed. I mean, they should give. Everybody but just fits. historically, like just the last couple of years, I mean, that just seems to be a team. It's just one of those teams that they just seem to just have a hard time with. Well, again, I mean, they've they've been probably a one or two or three seed yeah, for the past been good five for years. I mean, yeah. you know, they give everybody no, fits. No, you're right. That's true too. That's that's like saying, man, Golden State, State seems to give give this team fits. Like, yeah, no <laughs> yeah, shit. You know, it's just, I guess, maybe just the fact that it's such a small market team. Like, you just don't think of them in the same company as some of the other like juggernaut teams that are out there. Yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, they have been really good for a while now. Yeah. So God. Yeah. So the results: uh, beat the Heat was thirty percent. Get to the Eastern Conference Finals forty two percent. I can't get, believe it's that high. Get to the NBA Finals nine percent and win it all nineteen percent. Nineteen percent. Nineteen percent. That's a little surprising. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? We talked about it last week in the last or a couple of weeks, but you know, I think the poll question was: Have the Eagles changed your perspective on Philadelphia sports? And, and you know has what? It that was a good it? question too, and I was really surprised because that did not go the way I expected it. To all of us on the, all of us at the bar went the other way, where the majority of the the poll takers went said no. Yeah, standard yeah. operating like, procedure. No, we're 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 back to billing, basically. Yeah. No, because I'm I thought exactly the same thing that you guys did. I j- you know what? I still think it's true too. I just don't think a lot of people actually realize it. I'm still on the other side. Like I still think that with the Eagles winning, something we never thought we'd see. Because again, you uh, see, it's changed, it's changed our. You see with the Flyers. It's yeah. Like, I mean, I know. just got frustrated about the Flyers. Oh Even yeah. No, I expected them to lose the series. It's just the way that it's going. That's you yeah. can't look at Pittsburgh, who's clearly a better team. I mean, not for nothing. Yeah. I know it. No, nobody's, you know, nobody's arguing that. But everybody's collectively kind of thinking themselves, "Well, fuck it. The Eagles did it. They were an underdog through the whole right. the whole playoff run. They pulled it up. It yeah. could happen. You yeah. know what I mean? It's the whole like it could happen." Mentality. Right. Well, in hockey, anything's possible any year. Well, but that's right. true too. Yeah, you, you get in hot. You, you know, goaltending you, moves the right way. You go into the playoffs hot. You have a chance as much as anybody else in the right. league. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, with the Sixers, I mean, you know, last night's game, man. I, I first of all, Embiid coming back wearing the mask, like you know, Ron yeah. alluded to earlier. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the one thing that, that I was did. silly. It was <laughs> that that they they tried to break his his goggles, step on it, and like Dude, crack him or that? something like that, and then. Like, Embiid's like, yo, the joke's on them. We got 50 of those things back here. <laughs> He's like, it's going to take a lot more than that to keep me out of this series. Eh, what the fuck? Like, like seriously. I, hate, like, I fucking hate that team. I hate the Heat. I hate that fucking... Uh, uh, Spolster? I, John Leguizamo-looking motherfucker. Yeah. Their fans suck. Their fans left in the middle of the third quarter to start leaving. City, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, Miami's, the, we, we've talked about Miami. Yeah, yeah it's awful. City. Absolutely Miami. awful. Just like fucking, you know, why do Florida Panthers have a fucking hockey team? You know, uh, Marlins. I can see uh, how that team still exists. First of all, that fucking stadium that they play in is a goddamn joke. It looks like a fucking circus. You know what? I could forgive the Marlins. The Rays are the ones that I really. <coughs> when you have dedicated rules for roofing a baseball in the major leagues, I mean, dude, why? Like, I had it. <laughs> Why? You know, it's funny. Nobody goes. Uh, you know, to be a geek for a second, but I, you know, I was playing MLB the show, and I was playing against the Rays in the Tampa Bay Stadium, and it kind of like brought me back. You know, that game's fucking like they just they hit the scale like perfect. Like all the stadiums look perfect. It's a beautiful shit. game, and uh, it brought me back Is that this year's. Yeah, it's oh. awesome. Every year they just do a really yeah, nice it's job. really it's really smooth. And um, nineteen ninety eight, I actually went to a game in in Tropicana Field. <laughs> it hasn't fucking changed a goddamn bit. Fred McGriff was playing for Tampa Bay. Mark Leiter was pitching for the Phillies. We ended up winning thirteen to three. 
Scott Rowland and, and someone else went back to back. But anyway, Bar- I think it was Burl. I think Burl's on our real team. I don't know, whatever. But um, Could be. Uh, Fred McGriff hit the fucking roof. And we're like, Chris, so just the other day, I mean, fell on a ball back. Scott Kingery hit one off the roof. Oh, Jesus. That, that's just it's ridiculous. And doesn't it open? It saved him, you know. No, I don't think it's that not ever tried. It's a dome. Yeah. It's, it's actually a dome. Because it was the old Thunderdome, right? Thundercunt. Thunderdome! Thunderdome! Do! Do! Oh, my God, I remember that. That, that was, was a good, great show. That was a good show. Uh, I talked to Bud Wine Bob, by the way. And check out his podcast, The uh, Bumming with Bobcat. Bobcat, yeah. Uh, podcast. It is a fun show. He's a, he's a great dude, yeah. and uh, he is good people. He, he's the one who gave it that gave us that idea of trying out. Uh, th- uh, what was it? What it was, was supposed it? to be Thunderbird, but Thunderbird wine, but we couldn't find any. But so we ended up drinking some other cheap wine with Mountain Dew, and it was fucking horrendous. And uh, but but I told him I said because he was doing the, the March of sixty four years. <laughs> That's right. And I said we're gonna do like I want you to yeah, throw like, us train in Mad Dog twenty twenty yeah. <laughs> going <laughs> at it, Sch- Schmitz. <laughs> <laughs> Schlepp's going at it. So Pools. I said, why don't you throw some beers at us and we're going to drink the show, you know, drink those beers and we'll have you on a show. He's like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So Is yeah. he local? No, he's up in like North Jersey. So he's like a Jets fan. and But he's not California. Oh, no, 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 no. In that yeah, regard, could, he's in the tri-state. Yeah, we right? got to do mean, a show with him. You remember sometime. he wanted to do that one WrestleMania event with us. Oh, that's right. The, uh, in Atlantic City. In Atlantic City, yeah. yeah. And then he found out that we weren't gay, so he's like, eh. I'm going to cancel that trip. No, we were going to... I don't remember. Something Do you like up. it in your stinky? <laughs> Something happened where we couldn't make it. I don't remember what it was. Do though. you like it where it stinks? <laughs> but I remember we were both saying... Oh, where you're in there. You might grab me one. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's already got the other one. There he is. Pouring fucking beers are flying out of the fridge. <laughs> he's, he's, spilled <laughs> be- he's spilled beer all over the floor. You're fucking asshole. There's paper Throw towels about uh, Good Lord. Jesus Christ. Gary. Nobody? They didn't fall when I put them in there. Gary doesn't know how to pack it. <laughs> Ryan put them in last week. Ryan did it. <laughs> Ryan did it. Just <laughs> the guy not here. <laughs> Suck it up. I'll take that one. So, I, I guess going forward in this series, Thanks. by the time we meet next week, It'll be over, and we'll be we'll be looking at round two. And I'm saying that with full confidence. We're going to win this series. Last night's game was a big swing game. Like you had to win that game in Miami. They, they very easily could have went the other way and dropped that. You too. hadn't like, won there. I, I remember three years. texting you midway through the fourth quarter, saying, "You know, this is where the Sixers' experience is kind of showing a little right. bit. They seem to be having a hard time closing this one out." You know, a couple minutes later, like I said, as soon as Embiid hit that three pointer, drained it right over. You know, the guy that was defended him. I mean, that seemed to ice the game. Like, after that, you start seeing Miami hustling their shots a little bit more than they were before and, you know, really taking a couple of ill-advised, like, trips to the basket. Seemed to be bitching at the refs maybe a little bit more than uh, Rushing their shots. Yeah, they, they were just Bellinelli was frustrated. rushing a few shots. Yeah, you saw Bellinelli taking these off-balance shots and just, boom, boom. I'm like, all right, dude. Like, I get it. Like, you're hitting them. But when you're not hitting them and, and your team's kind of in a dogfight, yeah. you need to relax a little bit. Like, just make sure you have a clear look. Play day. Yeah. But, you know, going for I guess my question was, going forward, you know, what do you think the series ends up being? Because I know we talked about it last week. I think I said six. 
Uh, I said six, six going. Probably, at this point, that sounds about right. And I, I think I'm going to stick with that. Um, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if it goes seven, though. I, could, I still think Miami wow. might be a tough team to, Man. you know, just put the dagger in. I think the Sixers take it. I, I do think six. I just wouldn't be surprised if it went the full full seven. But you have them winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Like, I, I think that they eventually close it out, but I just think a veteran team, I could see them maybe having a hard time just crossing that finish line. I, but I yeah, do I think see, they pull it off. I see them, I see them in six. I, I'm the opposite. I wouldn't be surprised if, I, if they win in five. Okay, I, I, I can see that. I yeah. can see that too. That could, uh, again, sure, last night's game. I mean, they're they're getting physical and they're still and losing by twenty. Just knocking off the rust. Yeah. I mean, he's only get like this team's only going to get better as he kind of gets more acclimated. Oh yeah. Dude, you know, it's funny though. I mean, again, we were talking a little bit before the show, Mike. Before you had gotten here, you, you know, got all over my floor. One of the things that I really noticed, you know, God damn, the man. Fuck? The Sixers bench is so important when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to games like right. this. Uh, I mean, like I looked at game two, and I know you're missing Embiid, so it might not necessarily be the the fairest comparison. But you had a guy like Robert Covington who was just ice fucking cold. He's way off. Ice cold defense. He he's slo- he's been sloppy. He had big turnover in game two. Taking terrible missing shots. shots. Yeah. He wasn't so bad last night. Like, last night he turned in a pretty halfway decent. Like, yeah. generally speaking, he was okay. He was fine. But, you know, if their bench isn't producing, man, I mean, again, I, I know it sounds like Captain Obvious-ish, but, man, like, their life is made so much more difficult. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. So, yeah, you're going to have to mop the floor with some water or something tomorrow. It's <laughs> all good. Thanks, man. Bunch of drunk ants. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan did it. S- sloppy waffle stomper. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Polsky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The wa- Gary missed that conversation, the, the waffle stomping conversation. Yeah, I don't remember that. It's when you take a shit in the shower and you stomp it down the oh, drain. No, I remember. Yeah, no, yeah. I do remember that. I remember. I remember. Yeah, I remember. remember. <laughs> Get shit all between your toes and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wa- one of my favorite sound clips. Remember waffle stomping? <laughs> All smeared between Man, your fucking toes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That bean, yeah. Who brought that up, though? Waffles. Oh, I have no idea. I, I can't. it wasn't us. Like, somebody, I think, Someone threw else the term did. out there. We're like, wait, what the fuck is waffle And she's stopping? like, oh, well, you guys don't know waffle stopping? And she just, yeah, a bartender from Naked Broom. Yeah. Okay. Misty. That was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was where, okay. Who okay, takes okay. a shit now in the shower? Who doesn't? Drunk people? <laughs> I mean, come on. Who doesn't? So two women are uh, up in heaven, and uh, they know each other. You know, hey Lindsay, hey Abigail, how are you? You know, how'd you die? And the one says, I, I froze to death. You know, I I was getting really cold. I tried to warm myself up, and it didn't work. It was it wasn't pain. It wasn't painful. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't painful, but you know, I froze to death. She's like, how'd you die? She goes, I died of a heart attack. She goes, what happened? She goes, well, I thought my husband was cheating on me, so I, I came home early, and I rushed in the house, and here he is. You know, he has his pants off, but he's watching TV, and I, I, I fucking knew he was cheating on me. So I'm running around the house. I'm opening all the closets, and I'm checking under the bed, and I'm checking the garage, and I'm checking the basement, and I couldn't find anything, and I fucking dropped dead of a heart attack. So the other lady says, we should check the freezer. We both will still be alive. Oh, <laughs> 
good. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, that was good. He's yeah. squirting his children and the woman that's hiding in the freezer. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> just fuck her while she's still warm. <laughs> the woman who said uh, that all men look the same was a Chinese woman who lost her husband in a crowd in China. It's uh, too early for this shit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, uh, fuck. Oh, man. Oh, you know what? I think it's time. I think it's time for our new favorite segment of the week. What do you guys say? Let's do it. Before you get yeah. to, I didn't hear what your prediction for the Sixers was. Oh, six. They're winning six. No, 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 no. I mean, as far as how far they make it in the playoffs. East finals. Really? I think they go to Eastern Conference finals. Okay. I agree. Yeah, I, I, think they may, I think they win the next round, whoever they play. I don't care who they play. And I think they lose to. I'm just taking it series by series. I think they lose to Toronto. I'm thrilled. Yeah, yeah I don't like Toronto. Toronto's owned them like completely. Owned. And granted, Toronto's the best team in the East. Yeah, they are. And and in defense, like, and the only reason if the Sixers were two, three years into this roster, I'd pick the Sixers. But because they're so inexperienced, and and Ben Simmons is still a rookie. First of all, Ben Simmons became the first rookie since Oscar Robinson. To average more than sixty point, to have over sixty points and over thirty were, assists yeah, in his like, first three games in the playoffs. There was three names out there, and they were all like well, Hall after, of Famers among Hall of Famers. Yeah, well, after game two, it was um, Magic Johnson. It was one. twenty and twenty Magic in each game. Johnson. It was uh, Magic, Michael, and Robinson. Magic. Yeah, right. Robinson. That was, that was, after after two games, but after three games, the only players to do as much as you know, he's to, to I as mean, many he's points to have a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, it's I mean, fucking insane. My God, he's been so good this fucking year. He's been every, he's been every bit the player that everybody had hoped he would be. I mean, for year one, it's like, man, you want to talk about somebody who's been just an absolute joy to sit right. back and watch. I mean, he's been so much fun. Are I'm taking a shit ton of penalties, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, that's a weak call. I don't want to say this like Joan Bonet's parents, but I love this kid. Like, what he has done with this team. No, like I said, he's been fun as shit to watch. He really has. Uh, another fucking every, every bit as good as advertised. Sean Bonet. <laughs> fucking slob. Just not going to let that go, huh? We just have to acknowledge it, and we can't just sort of move on. <laughs> no uh, way, Ron. No way. Oh, my God. I don't care. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, fucking little pig. <laughs> Jesus. Me, me, me. I got nothing. I ain't touching this. Smile for the camera, bitch. <laughs> nah, man. It's a fucking kid. <laughs> oh, boy. This is a boy. He keeps adding fuel to the fire and he goes, oh, boy. Her and her basketball coach. <laughs> what? Ah, uh, shit. Anyway. Now we get the anyway. <laughs> he's, he's fucking blowing his nose and laughing. I hope you shit your pants too while you're doing it. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Browns uh, fan too. <laughs> Speaking of Browns fans, we're going to have Chris Pavone on in about an hour. Uh, just about, about 45 minutes. Chris Pavone will be calling in. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going Eastern Conference, man. And uh, what, do, what about you guys? A total. I have no idea. I really don't. I mean, I think you got to pick something. I, 
I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I mean, so who would they, who would they face? It's the winner of the Pacers series, right? No. Well, it depends. Do it they depends reseed on. after? Yeah. It depends. With Boston, if Boston, if all four top four seeds win, we play Boston in the second round. I still think that'd be really tough. Uh, with no Kyrie, I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, man. I'm. I'll predict them to win this round, but drop the next round. But it, I mean, it depends on who they draw. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they get past the next. Like you know, I I really don't mean to sound wishy washy, but you know, dude, I, I'm just thrilled to death that they're at the spot that they are. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Like again, I, I'm not disappointed. Puck. I hear you. Period. Like, yeah. I think that this has been a wildly successful year. Embiid yeah. staying healthy the whole year has been great. You know what I mean? I think that's been really encouraging. Yeah. You know, Simmons coming on the way that he has has been, like I said, he's, man, he's I can't been, say it he's enough. Been a Every bit godsend. of player that you'd hoped he would be. It's been a godsend, man. The role players have all stepped up most of the year and really, you know, been a factor. The moves they made, you know, during the season have all paid dividends Everything. for the most Be- part. Getting Bellinelli and, 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 you know, Bellinelli, Ilisova, you know, did the roster change? You know, getting, you know, look. Incrementally. Fultz like, was fucked up, right? Fultz was, if he had the ips, if he really had a shoulder injury, it doesn't matter. He's back on the roster and he's, he's making, and he's, and he's producing for yeah. them. Yeah. Actually, they took him out in the second game and didn't put him yeah, back in because he yeah, yeah he didn't play in this. He really didn't. I don't think he played but at all. He's still contributing. He hasn't really played, he, no, he's not really contributing to playoffs. Uh, the f- the first game he uh, did all right. Yeah, when the game was kind of a little bit out of range. Yeah. but I mean, TJ McConnell made some big plays in this in la- yeah, last game. Yeah, like I said, man, even the smaller guys off the bench, like he, Amir Johnson, hasn't been terrible. Like he's you know he hasn't hurt them. No, he's been. You're not looking at okay. going. God damn it! Why yeah. is he on the floor? Yeah, where. I've been doing that with Covington. I'm like, dude, why? why he's been frustrated. Fuck off the field. field. Get off when the he's floor. hot, he's hot. And yeah, I guess that's kind of what they're hoping for, that if they give them opportunity, eventually, you know, he, you know he'll find a shot. But I'll go home and get your fucking shot. He's box. been struggling. It's for Covington. All right, let's get to our let's get to our weekly segment. We got a bunch of shit to get to. Let's get to it. Uh, let's go around the horn. You, you start, Ron. Seeming swallowing cocksucker of the week, and this is why. Got to go Worley for the Eagles. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, you talk about somebody with a golden it's opportunity true. to move over and compete for a starting position on a Super Bowl team. Oh, man. God damn, What a fucking man. idiot. You got virtually for nothing. I mean, you fleeced Carolina, you know, taking Torrey Smith, and you got this, you know, young guy that was drafted in the second round. He was drunk. Obviously, you tell he's the story. Tell talent. the story what happened. Oh, my God. Yeah, he gets himself completely fucked up, like, right around, because I guess he lives by the uh, Eagles training facility. Basically, like, passes out on the on-ramp to 95, like, kind of down by the stadiums. So he is driving and just put it in parking? Yeah, basically, right in the middle of the street. And that is the audacity to get mad about it and start giving the cops a hard time. The cops who, you know, then tase him. What a loaded gun. Yeah, he's got a loaded gun in plain sight in the car, like. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Like, <laughs> take yeah, it over. Fucking moron. Got, he got cut just for being an idiot. Yeah, that's essentially what it was. Like, we really don't need this level of bullshit. Like, you're not that good. No, yeah. you're not that good. But again, you take a guy who was drafted in the second round. He's really young. I mean, you want to put him in a position where you know he's kind of even if he's just one of these guys they bring into camp just to push Jalen Mills and mm-hmm. you know 
circumstances like that just to kind of like really kind of turn up the competition intensity a little bit. Turn. Yeah, I mean, dude, what a fucking idiot. Douchebag. He, he's good one. In the middle of the intersection. For Christ's sake. Just sitting there. Getting mm-hmm. fucking tased. Drunk as a motherfucker. And that is the nerve to be mad about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give the cops a hard time. I think the Eagles did the right thing. Did. I mean, just, I just no, see you, see you, asshole. It's a little different than the Uncle Bennett situation because, first of all, you know. Yeah, Bennett, Bennett you, don't know, fight, you don't know the you don't know the situation. Oh, dude, you don't see playoff hockey fights. Well, and Bennett too. At the same time, is flat oh, denying the, the whole thing. He's just saying, "No, this didn't. This flat didn't happen. All like, right. he, there's no like nothing to dress up. We're not trying to couch it. We're not trying to justify anything. They're saying this never happened. Yeah. yeah, point blank. Right. I mean, it's it's a lot more difficult to have something happen the night before and have the guy get tased and have a record of everything than. Bennett situation, like a year and a half later. Yeah, especially yeah. Like at the Super Bowl yeah. where there's like half a billion cameras everywhere. Yeah, fucking if he's year rolling later, out the stadium, man. Or if he's rolling out the statement oh. saying, no, this is flat fiction. This never happened. You know that, you know, he's got to feel pretty fucking confident Drew's that feeling he that didn't hit. do it. Yeah. Now, I know yeah. there was that thing in Vegas with Bennett, ice, you, you know, where he you. called out the police and then, you know, it didn't exactly go down the way that he said it did. You know, there's a little bit of bad blood stemming from that. Right. Oh, yeah. But even that was, what, two years ago? Yeah. Plus Something the fact like that. that Bennett's a pro bowler. Or was this, that last year? This freaking two clown. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this guy doesn't have the league clout to be able to pull a power move, you know. <laughs> and got sucker punched. And actually, like, keep his spot on a roster. Like, you, you haven't proved yourself nearly as much. Yeah. I was not Yeah, yeah no, I agree. So... That's a good one. This I might agree. be enough to get a good player kicked off a team, let alone a guy who's yeah, when you, when you you know, got, fighting yeah, to keep his place on a roster. When when you haven't even like you know, you make it you make the trade for the guy, the guy is a borderline player anyway, and he's coming on to, in, into a, a locker a locker room with a good culture who just won the fucking Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. It's a great opportunity. See ya. It's like you're See ya. and he's a local kid. He went to Penn Charter. It's like you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Mike? Seeming swallowing cocksucker of, of the, the week. week. And this is why. So, I was thinking about going Drew here with a minus seven in the series. But instead, I'm going to go Sidney Crosby. Because fuck that guy. I fucking hate him. I was going to say, I'm okay with fuck that guy. He's fucking killing them. Right, that's exactly why. I hate the guy. He's killing him. I do hate, I hate his the guts. face. I hate the wine. I, I hate everything about him. He takes and, it to stinky. And he's killing might, us, and might. it's pissing me off. You know, so. there are those players, too, that you always kind of get the, oh, well, you'd love him if he was on your team. No. I got to admit, this is, this is one of those Not guys him. I'm like, no, nah, I, re- I might put up with it just because he's as good as he is, but no, he wouldn't be a guy I'd ever run out and buy a jersey for. I'd still think he was a pussy. Yeah, I, I would still hate his guts. He's yeah. a pussy. He is. He's a fucking bitch. He, ain't a he pussy. really is. He's pussy. <laughs> it's pussy. That's a good one though. He's a pussy pussy. So yeah, just because just because yeah. he's killing us and just because I'm I surprised you guys like if he was on the Flyers and he was scoring fucking if he started two points no, a like game. if he started with no. the Flyers, it might be different. I no. wouldn't buy his jersey. I just I don't Fuck like him. his game. I don't like his attitude. Like the other guy I can think of that I can compare him to, he's like a tricked out Matthew Barnaby. 
No, he's well, that same pain so in the ass. The difference little, is Barnaby like, would actually fight once in a while. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, well, Barnaby. it's a little easier to do that when you got Rob Ray on your team and a, a couple other bag. like you know See, real hardcore and goons. This, this is the difference between Crosby and Malkin because I don't like Malkin and, and I know he had he's for years. But Malkin, if the Flyers got Malkin, I'd be all right cheering for him. Yeah, yeah, like I, I said, I just think that Crosby's just a bitch. He really, like, he's this, see, just I, a See, bitch. I'm going to take, all right, personality-wise, it might be different, but I'm going to take this to the same extent where people that say that they don't want LeBron on this team. How could no, you not want him on this team? Why would you not want the best player in the world on yeah, your that's team? A, that's that, that's, no but that's basically what it comes down to. Why, if this is going to guarantee, if, if, if this guy, gives you know. your, your, the chance for the – well, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't like LeBron. Though don't like LeBron the same way that we don't like Crosby. Right. Although I don't think it's they call so him a crybaby, cries babies to the refs, and all this. The difference is that LeBron and the team that LeBron was on was never one of the biggest rivals of the Sixers. Yeah, that's, and that's true. part of it. You know too. what? Yeah, that probably factors in there. Uh, it doesn't play a part for me. Like I, I'm looking at going best. Best player in the world on my team. I, I'll take. No, again, I'm not saying it would actively root against Why would you him. Not want him. On your I'm team? just saying, like when he pulls that shit, like a couple of years ago with uh, Giroux's glove, where he took his yeah. stick and yeah, cut yeah. that. It's like, dude, that's a bitch move. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, he, he, yeah, you know I mean? like that's the shit that would have me like rolling my eyes, whether or not he was a flyer or not. It's like, dude, stop being a fucking pussy. Yeah. Like you know, you're not gonna drop the gloves with the guy. Like, so why are you going to sit here and, you know, act like, you know, some kind of a tough guy when you're never going to back it up? Yeah. It's like having uh, Spencer Halls on your team. Well, I mean, not for nothing, because, I mean, I don't think Gretzky was that kind of a player, but it was like when Gretzky had Messier standing next to him. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's a lot easier to pull this shit when you know the guy next to you is going to beat the holy fuck out of whoever yeah. he decides to. All right, Gary. Oh, hold on, man. Give me a second. Hold on. What the fuck? Hold on. I turned the board off. Seeming swallowing cocksucker of the week. And this is why. I'm going to say Dwayne Wade because of the way he pulled Ooh, Justin, Anderson down on, Justin Anderson down on the ground. That's a good one. On the floor. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Deliberately. That's a good one. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good I, pick. I completely forgot about that. I, uh, I That was a bullshit call. Like, how do you give both no, those guys. Double technical? Yeah, yeah, how do you give a double technical to Justin, Justin Anderson and Dwayne Wade when Dwayne Wade literally was trying to rip the dude's deliberate. arm off out of his socket and threw him down on the ground? Good one. It was, that was good. That's a good one, man. Yeah, really good one. Yeah. Like I said, I totally forgot about that. My, I uh, remember. Yeah, that was bullshit. Seeming swallowing <laughs> cocksucker <laughs> of the week. <laughs> and this is why. Now, mine might not be like. I, see, I don't know when the fuck this actually happened, but I came across this. <laughs> Still counts. It's not time sensitive. <laughs> Eddie Money? Eddie Money is my semen swallow <laughs> cocksucker really? of the week. Yes. He's been holding on to it for 30 years. <laughs> I I didn't know this. What, I had two tickets? He's just a nice big deal. He I, can take you. He's I, got two tickets. I had no idea that this fucking guy has a reality show. I had no idea. And I watched about... Ten minutes of it, and I wanted to throw up. Well, it's, you know what? It's that, it's that, that you, you fucking yeah. bad. Hold on, you should just name you. yourself the semen. Yes, <laughs> this is on you. you yeah, I think this is a completely watching that self-created problem. You. <laughs> you knew it was going to be bad, but I could see the train wreck curiosity. But there's no way that the thought occurred to you. Hey, I might enjoy this. It was it would be good. No, I wanted to see the train wreck, and I got that. And it was a train wreck to the point where it was actually infuriating. That people watch this shit. That people tune in and go, 
I can't wait to watch Eddie Money's well, fucking reality show. TV is your Steven Swallow Cox Sucker of the Week. Yeah, but Eddie Money. Here's the here's the thing. Look, the look, they're all like, yeah. they're all scripted. I I understand that. This is so script. Like his, he, you can tell he's got a fucking earpiece and they're feeding him lines. And he comes out like the one that the, the, his daughter like fucked up the car and he's like, Beverly, whatever her fucking name is Eddie Money Jr. Whatever the daughter's name is. Every money. EMJ. EMJ. What have you done? And it's that, it's that bit. It's like, oh. You can actually see the cue cards. Oh, you can like see it's flying like, from oh, the bottom of the camera. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe you did this. And it's that bad. I'm like, who the fuck is watching this? I've got a The friend. same people that watch the Osbournes that made Sharon Osbourne famous on show and everything else. When, when Ozzy Osbourne walked around like completely confused the entire... Off the mic, I'll have to tell you about the RAS because uh, they were on a baby story and about how like oh. they said their big takeaway, they're like, dude, you have no idea how completely produced this whole thing uh, is. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Dude, I, I went to sure. visit, you know, after their daughter was born, or their son was born rather. You know, got thrown out of the house by the production crew. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, they've been out of the hospital for like two days. We're seeing if they need me help with anything. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's amazing. But yeah, well, no, spe- that's- speaking of those guys, um, RAS Woodworking. We have a great uh, plaque behind the bar here. It's Corner Pop Sports logo. If you want the Eagles Super Bowl championship, if you want the Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, anything. We uh, recommend as many Eagles. Uh, Eagles post oh, yeah, possibly. please do. He's a yeah. Cowboys fan, so please do. <laughs> so by all means, man, you keep those Eagles ones rolling in. If you get a little bit of puke on your woodwork, you know why. It's stained uh, with his tears. <laughs> get the yeah, Eagles plaque stained with his Cowboys fans' tears. That should be a slogan. Just know that a little piece of him died every time he's going to roll one of these in. That, that, pl- that should be his slogan. It really should be. I stained each piece of my Dude, tears. Dude, I'm sorry. Like, if I was doing what he was doing, there's no fucking yeah, way I'm doing a Cowboys Super Bowl yeah. So, you know, kudos to him, and he's trying to make a buck, and he's trying to, you know... Hey. And they came... I mean, I'll... If anybody follows me on Snapchat, I'll put it on Snapchat. You know, but... Man, I didn't know the, Snapchat was still a thing. Yeah. The th- or Instagram stories or whatever the fuck everybody's doing now. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll throw the uh, the woodworking piece on there. I mean, it's really, really nice. Really the, did a nice job. By the way, the Facebook guy, the, the, the comedian, I guess, or whoever that's the Cowboys fan, is all in his Cowboys stuff, and you just hear him, like... I don't know what you're talking about. On Facebook, there's this guy that there's, there's this video of this guy, and he's just kind of like, "Oh, why did they get rid of this?" And he just goes off. Oh, that I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? How much do they pay? Why do they still have them on the team? Oh shit! They cut Skandrick. <laughs> I, I I saw. I didn't watch it, um, but I I saw it uh, highlighted, so shared, and all that stuff. Yeah. So glad we can I can save it for football, but I did want to see if you guys are a little surprised that they got rid of Dez. Well, that's the other thing. He's like, they got rid of Dez. What'd they get for him? Nothing? You got nothing? (laughs) You just let him go? Fucking right in the pussy. You know, this is another thing that's just cool about being Super Bowl champions, because the Eagles are Super Bowl champions, in case anybody didn't remember. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's looking at a guy like Des Bryant. A couple years ago, you would have had literally like every Eagles fan on earth jumping up. We got to sign him, blah, blah, blah. It's it's really refreshing to be able to look at your roster and be like, nah, we're good. We really don't need him. (laughs) We're, We're fine. 
It is. Uh, Mike Wallace can compete for that fourth or fifth spot. <laughs> yeah, right. And we're we're going to get into the, uh, the NFL stuff in a little bit. And, and it's funny because the draft is already a week away, and we haven't talked about the draft at all. Nah. What does that tell you? Well, number one, the football season went much later than it usually does. That too. <laughs> and we're still celebrating yeah, for a while still, afterwards. We're still basking so in the glory like, of winning it. Hopefully the Eagles brass isn't doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, real well, quick. Well, pick uh, a 30 second. At least if they swing and miss, it's not. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. all right, well. Find, uh, find the work on RSA or RAS Woodworking on Facebook, by the way. Um, just just check him out. He does a great job. Uh, we, we hit on the Flyers, but we can hit on them again. Um, it's it's 2-2 right now in this game, 5. It's a 3-1 series. The Penguins 2-2 is better than I expected this game to be right yeah, now. The Penguins, I think before this game, in the losses, the Penguins were outscoring them like 17 to two or something. The thing like of it that. is, like the Penguins have done such a good job of putting the Flyers they defense only one back game. on their heels so fast, so early in the game. No, it's just like you feel like the Flyers, even when the score's close, it it seems like they're fighting uphill for almost the entire game. That's the way it feels, even if it's not necessarily the case. Yeah. So I mean. The uh, before I get into like the analysis of the game, I hit up Sean before he put the text up, and I said, you know, as a poll question, and we'll just kind of ask everybody here around the horn. Yeah. Um, assuming that they got blown out, or even even if they lose a close one, were they better off, or do you feel better, or would you have rather them miss the playoffs than to get blown out? No, I this bad. I mean, in my I good, opinion, I have a good answer for that. You know, the Penguins are clearly a better team. They're more experienced. They've got more talent. They're deeper. Their goaltending's better. I, I mean, there's not a whole They're lot of deeper. facets to that. Um, they, there's not a lot of facets to that team that you could actually say the Flyers have the got three, topped in. In the three games that Pittsburgh won, they beat them 17 to one. They're, a they're team. not 17 times better. No, I'm not than saying the they're 17 times anyone. better. But I don't think you could look at the two teams and actually say to yourself, nah, they're close. You know what I mean? Like, the Penguins are clearly better, in my opinion. It's a good learning experience for the long, that's, long players, That's though. where I'm going with it. Like, I, and, I mean, you guys know this from just doing this for a couple of years at this point. I hate the fucking idea of just throwing a season away. I fucking hate it. I hate it. No I tanking. Hate it so much, I can't stand it. You don't like the process. No, I just I don't think even just as a professional, you go out there with the intention of dropping a game. No. Like no, I I think the experience is good for the younger players that I you already the have on the roster. Uh, like yeah, I do. I can't fucking stand it. it. You know, no, this is good for them. Like if nothing else, let them be hungry. If they're embarrassed, good. Fucking carry it with you. When Donovan McNabb was early in his postseason career with the Eagles and they lost to the Rams, one of the first things that he did was walk back onto the field. He's like, no, you know what? Because I want to see this. Yeah. I want to see. I, I really want this to drive that dagger in so that I'm more motivated next year to get further. And he did. Yeah, so you he think did. It's better. Is it better for your psyche? No. I, I mean, just in general, I, I never see a benefit to deliberately losing a game. I'm not saying deliberately lose, but I'm saying that in looking at this now, would would you, would it have been better for your psyche for them? No, because to not you never know. This frustration. I'm gonna tell. You, I'm gonna tell you my answer. I'm gonna say I'd rather them be here, and and for this to happen, than miss the playoffs because of this reason, because of the old philosophy with the with the uh, Flyers franchise, where it was 
we're close. We're only a few players away. We're close. We're only a few players away. Well, now you're getting to see how fucking far away you actually are. Well, you get to see, like, you know what? We have, we lack speed. You know, every the, the Penguins have beaten the Flyers. The Flyers have beaten the Penguins. I mean, the, the Penguins have beaten the Flyers to almost every puck in the corner. Uh, the Malkin goal in game one was was horrendous. I mean, Ghost gets, just gets beat off the edge. The the, the game in, in game four, um, you know, the Flyers apply some pressure. They have pressure going for three minutes straight. Then there's there's a misplay. Kessel goes right down the sco- right down the ice and scores. Where if we have a breakaway, we came and put it on the fucking net. You know, Konechny's had two chances in this series already. You know, he missed. Patrick had. I mean, granted, these are young players. I get that. But you need that player. I'm not. I'm not bashing those guys. I'm not saying any, anything like that. What I'm trying to say is, you need that guy who's your glorified snipe. Like you, you have, you have, have all that. the faith in the world that this guy's going to score on a breakaway. You know, like you know that he's going to take advantage of someone else's you know mistakes. Like Giroux, Giroux or Voracek take the puck. They they might go down the ice, and next thing you know, like is he going to shoot it? Like you don't know if he's going to shoot it because you don't all know. of a sudden they start pulling they might up, try to set the play just pull up, up like, try to pass it, try to do some nifty between. Now, first of all, like, I mean, no fucking attack. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, uh, Couturier in game two made one of the greatest passes. Oh my god, I between s- the legs, oh behind my, his back, that was fantastic. We were on the air when that happened. It was that was awesome. You know, so stuff like that. That was really. But, but how many times have you have, have you caught yourself sitting there watching a Flyers game? Shoot the puck! Shoot the puck! Yep. Shoot the puck! Just shoot the fucking so, puck. So, yeah, all that being said, though, for your psyche, is it more frustrating to not have them, like, to watch? I'd rather they make the playoffs. No, okay. I, I, absolutely. I, yeah, I agree. Not a shadow of a doubt. I would always rather they got as far as they possibly could. Yeah, because, uh, because it just shows you that. I'm not worried about a draft pick. Fucking draft better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it's oh, that big of a problem. You, no. But, but, like, who would. What, just that you don't want the heartache of being embarrassed? Like I said, uh, you know, it's I'm not, not out there playing. I don't give a fuck. Well, I mean, not to mention again, Pittsburgh's a really good fucking team. Like, if you, you know, they only finished okay. They only finished two points ahead, but that's not really the point. They're also two time defending Stanley Cup. Right, champions. I get that. I get that. Okay. But well, again, but it's yeah, as I said, but it's not losing to the team. It's the it's way you're losing. Times this year. Okay, eat it. I mean, fuck it. Carry it with you. Use it as motivator for next season. Right. That's the way I'm looking at it. This, this is what we we need to aspire to be. I don't know how much motivation, be. though. You have it's like if you well, have a lot I mean, of pride, it's, it's, if you're a player that really believes in himself and you get embarrassed, <laughs> I mean, if I'm in that position, it's like, no, fuck it. This is not happening again. And and is it frustrating that when they went down, they didn't push back? It seemed like they kind of gave up. I mean, yes, look, look, it is. We had that Jason is frustrating. Martinez on, you know, a couple of weeks About ago. About a month ago, yeah. And that was one of the things that he had brought up that I happen to agree with. He's like, look, a lot of the stuff that you're seeing with the Flyers that everybody's getting progressively frustrated about is the earmark of a really young team. So, no. I mean, if this was a team full of veterans, That'd be one I, I would probably, my attitude would probably be a lot How many rookies do the Flyers is, have starting? How well, many? At one point, they were st- rotating in a lot. At, at one point this year, they had four out of six defensemen were rookies. That's asking a lot. No, that's a lot. Now, yeah, granted, I mean, it's not you, as you bad also now. Have but Simmons and Couturier and Voracek. And no, and those Drew. guys, I am They're, frustrated with. Yes, because they have been invisible. And for the si- most part. Simmons, I, I'm telling you, Simmons, Simmons is hurt. Is hurt. He's I get hurt. That a He's been playing bit. hurt all but, year. But, but Giroux, before Voracek, Voracek's another one. At least Giroux is. You could. At least argue maybe he's making an effort. Before, cannot score a check. Before, before this visible. game, 
Giroud hasn't scored a goal, and he scored tonight, uh, and hopefully it turns into a win. But, you know, Couturier, and again, he got banged up uh, last game, man. That was messed up, that collision. They have been frustrating, though. I mean, those guys, they haven't done anything. Because they have been around, and those are the guys that I would be expecting to kind of step their game up a little bit, and they haven't. But Those are the guys I'm... But you look at a guy like, again, the the Nolan Patricks and all the young defensemen that they have, like... No, I mean, this is their first experience playing in this kind of an atmosphere. This kind of shit's going to happen to a certain degree. Like, you know, you would expect this to be used as a learning experience going forward. Those guys, though, no. I mean, you know, I've been texting a couple of people back and forth about this for most of the week regarding the flight. Like, their goalies are going to be getting killed on social media. Just flat out killed. And while they haven't played they're not particularly great, well... But- they're not the reason why they're losing this. No, you're not going to win a lot of games not scoring. It, like it it's could be true. It could be one nothing. You're still going to lose. You know what I mean? Like one nothing doesn't Don't mean give up different. the blue line. Score! Like at some point somebody's got to put the puck in the net. It would be one thing if it ended up being like ten to seven. Shoot like, the all puck. Right, at that point, yeah, that's on your fucking goalie. Shoot the puck. Yeah, I shoot mean, the you puck. Need to stop somewhere. But shoot at, the puck. But at the same time, giving up goals does change momentum. It does ruin momentum. Yeah, I'm not arguing. Like I said, and I'm not saying they played great by any stretch of the imagination. I'm like, just saying you've got to keep it competitive. You've got to put a puck in the like net game, at some point. Game four. That was game oh, four. Man. They, they get up. Fuck. It's one nothing. Game they three pepper, was the killer for me. They yeah. pepper him for five straight minutes. They keep it in the zone and pepper I, I, him. And then all of a sudden, Malkin goes out or Cass, Castle, Castle, Castle goes out and. And he straight, just buried yeah. it. And, and it was a bad goal. And it was a bad goal that, that Elliot gave up. And it completely, the game was over after that. That the, made the flyers, it 3-0. That, that, no, that was 2 nothing. That was it. It was 1-0. Oh, was it 1-0? I thought it was 2 nothing. all those chances to hack away and tie it. They spend five minutes in the zone doing everything they can. And they, Pittsburgh comes around and one shot. has one chance. They yeah. have like 10 scoring chances. Pittsburgh has one scoring chance. To I get it, but that, that's one instance in this Murray series. Too. I'm like, Murray's not – he's not bad, but he's not that great. Like, it's not like you're dealing with Dominic Hasek at his prime or anything like that. that. That's, like, he's a – he's that's, good, but he's not like – he's not a wall. I mean – Yeah. That's one instance, though. And that did change the game. I will say that deflated them. I'm not saying – that didn't cost them the game, though. Game one was 7 nothing for Christ's sake. Right. Game three, which was a, a fucking embarrassment on your home ice to come out 5-1. I mean, like, give me a fucking break, You're man. You're goalie to pitch a shutout. And, and Elliot was bad. Elliot, Elliot made some bad saves. Bad, uh, uh, had some bad goals against him in that game, too, where he should have saved the puck. But still, I mean, you scored one goal. I can't emphasize this enough, too. I'm not throwing roses at the guy's feet and saying he's been spectacular because he hasn't been. I mean, that's... That's not true either. I mean, they, you give up 17 goals. Oh, it's, it's pretty. You're pretty atrocious. Now, scoring one goal is really atrocious. Too. I think that's a far bigger problem than you know the goals that they've given up because it's got to be just as frustrating for the goalie too. It, you know, when constantly there's you know mismatches going the wrong way. You know, there's ill-advised penalties that are putting you on your heels. You know, you're playing shorthanded. Your defense really hasn't come through for you very much. Like, there's a lot of things, like you had talked about earlier. I mean, there's a lot of things going wrong, man. I mean, there really is. It's there's not a lot to point to no, to really not. like jump behind and you know be positive about as far as the series went. 
Well, going for uh, give assu- me the bottle opener, please. Uh, assuming they assuming they lose this series, somebody hand me the bottle. Opener. You know, uh, it's three again. It's three one now. Assuming they lose this series, which I think is a pretty strong assumption. Going forward, I mean, look, I- I'm telling you right now, I'm tired of the fire Hextall shit because to me, NHL. He has been weird though. Yeah. Yes, far. I'm not saying he's been great. He hasn't been, but how do you really know? How do you really? It's a hockey kid. It's a hockey. It's a hockey kid. Like, yeah, you're still rebuilding this thing, and, and all he can do is work with what he has. And I'm telling you right now, this has been a problem with this team going into the season, and this is one of my big problem concerns: is that if they were going to be the last, because they had no depth, your third and fourth lines suck. You know, it's a weird analogy with the Sixers though, because I kind of look at Brett Brown in the same context, because everybody was calling for uh, his head earlier in the season, but it's like. When you take a look at the year in hindsight, right? Basketball and hockey you, coaches are different, though. I'm just saying, like, how much of the success of the team is due to the talent that's finally on the roster kind of finally, like, blossoming into what you expected it to be, and how much of it is actually the coaching? Like, at what point are the scales kind well, of both. tipping both. Well, I think in that case, I mean, when Brett Brown's dealing with Jakar Sampson, compared, oh, no, no, no. compared I, to I agree. what he you has. You know I've always but, been... But what, I, what, I, what I'm going to say... Now, I'm just saying it's a little bit tougher why? to kind of delineate as the team kind of moves into what you had hoped it would be to kind of figure out where one stops and the other starts. But what I was going to say was in basketball, you're, you're, you're setting up, yeah, you're setting, okay. you're actually setting up plays in basketball. You're setting up sets, you're setting up uh, particular plays, you're calling actual play. Hockey, you're not like, you're not really doing it. You, the game moves right, a lot more fluidly. All right, in that all right guys, going to, uh, going to his own defense or diamond defense. And that's it. You know, you're not. You're not passing the puck. There's no design pad. Like there are at first, and then the play goes awry, and then you just count a lot more in hockey. Yeah, like you're just kind of shooting the puck and trying to get rebounds and trying to, you know, whatever. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. there, it, it, there's a lot more emphasis put on coaching in basketball than there is in hockey. Yet yeah, hockey coaches are most fired coaches in any fucking sport. You, hockey coaches are gone every yeah, two years. Life is really it's fucking. Short. They're like a, like a running backs career in the NFL. Yeah, it, it's fucking crazy. Peter Laviolette leaves here and, and he's and he you know he has he's a been, very good chance of going to the cup again this year. Yeah, I was gonna say he's been very Jesus, successful that was since he left. Good saves by Nova right there. Um, well, Lionel, yeah. that was good with the Flyers. He just has a shelf life. That's, well, the, that's the thing with the Flyers, too, I mean, they and, were I think, right. dealing with a lot Why? of other issues, too. Like, Jeff Carter and Michael Richards hated him. Right. It, they were being babied by Ed Snyder. It, you know what I mean? Like, the whole Dry Island saga and everything like that. Like, I think there was a lot more going on with the Laviolette thing than, you know, just but, I mean, the fact that... But that's been his M.O. Like, he lasts three years, and then eventually, like, the, the players just get sick of listening but to him. But he does have a really good track record yeah, of success, Yeah, he's really too. good, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I really think there was a lot of external circumstances with sure. the Laviolette thing in Philly than just the fact that he was burnt out. I, I really think a lot of the – like Michael Richards and Jeff Carter were clearly high-maintenance players. I think, right. that, you know, they really had Ed Snyder's ear. Not liking him, I think Snyder in turn, you know, kind of gave the mandate, like, all right, it's time for him to go. Yeah, He sure lost the room, now, right? so to speak. Yeah. I really think that's the way that went with him. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty apparent that that Richards and Carter were probably douchebags. I'm just going to politely leave it at this. They were very clearly high maintenance players. So, well, yeah, yeah, that's I what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to leave it at just they were high maintenance players. Well, Michael Richards got arrested for it. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, he was trying to smuggle Percocets in from uh, Canada. He what got was stopped it? at the border. 
oh, a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I mean, that, that's always been the end. He was, well before I think I that heard was about when that. he was cut from L.A. and it took him like a season or so, and then he hooked on with like Christ. I'm trying to remember. I haven't even followed like his career since Los Angeles. So I mean, well, he sat for a little bit. If but I, I mean, right. no, I mean, I just remember Christ, when he was with when he, he was with the Flyers, him being you know there being a lot of rumors about him down the shore being you know. Oh yeah, I mean. Again, that was the whole dry island thing. I mean, Laviolette really dug his feet in the sand and just said, hey, look, this shit stops. Like, you guys are coming in hungover as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, you're all completely messed up. Like, I can't have this. Like, we got to lock this down. There we go. They didn't like it. Push back. Laviolette's showing the door. Like, that's kind of the way it worked out here. Yeah. Like, again, I just think... You know, the idea that the coach's shelf life is short, I guess, is kind of where I'm going with this. But in that particular instance, I think there was a lot of other factors involved. Where's the opener at? Oh, I'm sorry. Flyers, Flyers just scored. Uh, Couturier's back, too. Yeah. Only one game lost after that. That looked like it was right going to be Right like, before, yeah. uh, I thought they were going to go to overtime, man. And now they have a chance to be with one one game here. That's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Keep it competitive. Like, just don't. I mean, I always thought this was going to be a long series. I didn't think the Flyers would pull it off, but I just every so, time there's a Flyers Penn series, it's always a war. So my my thought on this, you know, assuming that they got well under the assumption that they if they would have gotten blown out today, that I would have went the other way on this. If you know, even even now with the fact that this is a competitive game, it means that I don't that I do want you know I would have wanted them to make the playoffs now. So Why I would you want to the, like? What would be the rationale for not wanting to make it in the first place? Well, not. Where's the hindsight, benefit? Hindsight being what it was, because it's just because it's demoralizing, because it's it's frustrating, it's just it's aggravating to watch to be in, as embarrassed as they had been. I mean, I I guess there's that a certain degree of truth to that, but I mean, mm. the way that I always looked at it was, fuck it, if you're that fragile, you know, to the point where you, you against all odds, make a postseason. Because I don't no. think any of us really expected them to make, you know. I thought I said they were going to. I thought I said they were going to get in, but barely, you know, slide in. Which is what happened. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's this. Just a tip. Giggity, so giggity, the other thing is, he starts to come and then he pulls out. Showing about like you know not having depth. What was the last signing that they had? Who was like, other than Elliot or like they don't? Well, Elliot like, probably was the last one. You mean like Nazareth? offensively though? Yeah, it um, weren't really any. Like, the last one was LeCavier. Like, <laughs> you know, LeCavier was probably their last Wow, big. what a save. No, nah, but at the same time, too, Hextall's been very open and very upfront. Like, you know. And they haven't been able to. We're building. Yeah, we have a lot of cap problems that we need to course correct. What the fuck? Who this they year. They, they well, this year. Money well, issues. I mean, Pronger, they owed a fucking ton of money, too. There's a Golov, to too. That out. Briz Golov, they're still they paying. They still got years to pay him. Yep. They, 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 that was the, a bad one. This the year, though, he, they owed a lot of money too. Like the, that was another one that was bad at the time. And they're still paying these. This guys? year, yes. this year coming years. up is the first year they're going to have cap space, like decent cap space. You they're, remember, like two years. A ago, lot of guys are coming off the books. When we yeah. had Steve Mason, there was that one. When he was hurt, there was that one problem they ran into where they were so tight up against the cap. Oh, I yeah, think I it was that. within like fifty thousand dollars. Like yeah. they were that close to the ceiling that they couldn't sign a third string goalie because they couldn't yeah. pay him. Right. Like, that's why they activated Steve Mason, then had to put him in a game, and then Mason's agent went fucking bananas because he wasn't ready to play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, I think, was Hextall's first year. 
like he, you know, like Sean was saying, like the, now you're starting to see them kind of shed some of this off the books and everything mm-hmm. like that. But they're still they have Br- been in Br- serious Br- cap they're trouble playing for the a while. Cobbler, and who was the other one? Well, I mean, Pronger the they owed a lot of money for. Oh, yeah, but I thought no, not for, that was like for every time. No, they're still paying them. No, he retired. Still counts against your against your cap number, though. I thought they bought him out. I thought that like NHL's caps, it's a hard salary cap. They bought him out, Sean. When he retires. If you retired, you're done. Like you're not still paying the guy who's retired. Yeah. And I thought Prince Gallup was an amnesty. No, you're still you're still paying that. Fine. It was an yeah. amnesty in the sense that you could you could buy him out, but his money still counts. No, I thought the amnesty was basically it's you're still paying him, but it's not counting against your cap for Prince Gallup. And Pronger still has money that's going against their cap. I thought it worked a little bit. No, because they traded they traded Pronger away. Pronger, I think now, yeah, they traded his contract away with, for a draft pick for a while. I mean, and I think they got Patrick for him. No, wait, hey, I think they, I think they end up. No, who did they? Jordan Wheel was that? They picked up somebody that was actually like no, no. no. When they traded Pronger, it was draft day, and yeah. they they acquired. They got it. a player back too, though. Oh, they might. Oh, yeah, it might have been Wheel, but they also got. I, I think Wheel. they end up drafting uh, Patrick with that pick. Well, that pick, yeah, I yeah. think flipped up to yeah. What that um, was the second pick overall? No, no, that's like, no, that's like three years ago. Nolan Patrick. Yeah. Oh, I thought that, who was the guy that they got? Initially? Or not Patrick? Um, Jesus Christ. I was gonna say Patrick's the, the yeah, not the Patrick. Fish. Um, um, they drafted someone like twenty fifth overall that 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 year. We were at uh, was that Provorov? No, well, no, Provorov was early. Who the fuck did end up taking that that year? Because we end up, we were at uh, Ryan Pub. Yeah, we were at the Ryan Pub when they made that deal. And they ended up getting two first-round picks, you know, because they already had the early one, 13th or whatever, and they ended up trading up to 25. Uh-oh. Shit, I want to say it was Provorov. It was Noiverth go on fire, and the, and the Flyers pulled us out? I would, st- I would, st- I would stick with Noiverth. <laughs> oh, yeah, with absolutely. You yeah, I agree. have to. Well, you can't put Elliott back in. No, I got to. P- I mean, not if you're yanking him out of the last game. Like, this has been Pittsburgh's MO all, all year, though. Every game Pittsburgh's been kind of up and down all year, man. The, this is this has been kind of this is why they've only been two points ahead of us this year is because they're inconsistent. Yeah, but I mean, they're still a better team than the Flyers are. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. I think it's one of those the better teams championship win, hangovers so. where you know they just kind of have a tendency of maybe throwing it in second gear, coast it a little bit, make this into a couple teams sneak up, bite their heels a little, and. Well, before they did it against Boston, but yeah, they did. It was three zero. But before we uh, before we get into football, um, real quick, the Phillies and I, and I don't want to cut them cut them short. Give, tell Chris, uh, give him some. We have time. You know, just tell him. Um, but uh, yeah, so the, the Phillies, uh, the Phillies have resurged. You know, all of a sudden they're they're you know they're right there with the Mets. You know, at the top of the division. Uh, They've been playing they're playing really good baseball, but. Yeah, they have been. But you still have to win, especially... They beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a good team. 7 no, yeah. They look yeah. good. Yeah, I'm about to throw them on, actually. They, Same they, thing. Like I said, just finish over 500. That's it. If mathematically you manage to make a decent run at that last wild card spot, terrific. But I just want to see them finish with an over 500 run. Yeah, the only team that they seem to struggle... Well, I mean, they lost the two games that are met, but, you know. Um, is Atlanta. But then again, all six games are against it. I don't think Atlanta's very good. No, they're, they're not. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of strange, isn't it? Like, the one team you would expect them to do pretty well against. It's a team you see all the time. The travel's not really that far. Well, look at this. 2-1. But it looks like they just scored. 
Jesus, this is 2 nothing now. Uh, Fuck, man. Naris. Huh. So oh, did they, were they up? Uh, I wonder if they were up 2 nothing and, and Naris gave up the, uh, the run and Ellie's I'm gonna have to go struggling. Pussy dying. Yeah, now my brother's texting me. Yo, man, you got to come home. Nah, that is so good. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, nah, it's not good. Sorry, man. Sorry, gentlemen. That's all right. Um, yeah, right now the Phillies, Braves, you know, two games back of the Mets, who who start off at ten and one. Yeah. You know, that just shows you how how much. Yeah, I work on that. That just shows you how how much uh, this team has come around. All right, Gar. Good luck, good. man. Good, good luck, luck with your good luck with your uh, pussy. <laughs> See you. Uh, yeah, so, you know, they've really come around a lot. The pitching staff. Oh, I wanted to bring this up. The, the, the starting pitching for How the Phillies. Arietta? Oh, Arietta was lights out last night. Yeah. Lights out. Here, check this out. The current uh, 2018 Phillies starting pitching ERAs. Nola's 2.22. Arietta's 3.38. Actually, it's lower now. Right. After last night. This is two nights ago. Pavetta's 2.49. Velasco's is 2.79. No shit. They're under, like, Arietta is now under three. They're all under three. Yeah, I've actually some, been pleasantly surprised with Velasquez. I mean, and yet it, somehow they're they're not a top five pitching, starting pitching but, ERA staff. Uh, well, starting pitching or pitching overall? Because I can believe pitching overall because their bullpen sucks. No, I thought starting, I, I don't know. I guess team stats, yeah. I wonder. Uh oh. I guess we should try and. It's two outs. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how hard it is to pull up the team stats. I, I had a hard I'll bring it up. I'll stats. bring it up. Um, but but the fact that, like, they're, they're playing, you know, they're a lot more calmer than they were before the season started. You know, earlier the, earlier this year, you, you had a situation in which the Phillies were, uh, you know, really kind of, Screwing themselves with stupid moves, and 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 more so, Gabe Kapler was screwing himself with stupid moves. I still think people really overreacted. They did, and 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 I stand by, and I and I more so do now that I think it was kind of unfair to boo the guy at the home yeah, opener. I do too. You know it, that, that wasn't fair. Like, yeah, it's like give the guy a chance. It's his first even time. Have a half dozen games under his belt yet. Like, if this was July, it's like all right. Like now, you can be a little frustrated if you're seeing the same shit for, you know, a couple of months. But it's like, dude, it's not even a half dozen games in. Like, relax. <laughs> yeah, and I was one that said that it was justified. Um, I guess I have to Phillies are sixth. Phillies are the sixth, sixth best oh, okay. uh, rotation in the league right now. In the in National League. But again, yeah. you know, okay. swinging not that in, pendulum the other way, league. it's still yeah. early. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, Again, it goes back to the whole idea that baseball's a marathon, not a sprint. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's so hard to start, like, micromanaging things this early in a season where this much of your roster is well, I'll new, put it, I'll including put it the coaching way, staff. The, the, the difference was, after five games, all you heard was Kapler saying, yeah, I would have done it exactly the same way. Yeah, that's exactly what I would have done. And then, like, a couple days later, he's like, yeah – in retrospect, I probably would have did things a little bit differently now that I'm thinking about it. So that changes everything. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, so it was just one. Personally, yep. my attitude is kind of the same as. Hey, cheers, guys. Hey, cheers. Flyers and Phillies won, man. Sixers won last night. Yeah. Today and was Phillies, a good day. Phillies won last night too. So. Ring that bell, motherfucker. Ring that bell. So yeah, I mean so, that's that's what I'm. Jason Stark uh, wrote an article, and he's now writing for the Athletic. And we're gonna we're hoping to have Stark on. In the near future, I, you know, things aren't exactly working out the way that uh, I wanted it to, but it'll be okay. Uh, anyway, um, Stark put out an article and he said, there's, you know, you'll never see Gabe Kapler booed for the same thing twice. And basically what what the article was saying is that he's, he adapts. He, yeah, he's, he adapts, he's learning from his mistakes. You know the the the, the Hobie Milliner thing in the in the uh, bullpen. You know that was that was an embarrassment. But you know what? Give the guy fucking like even that. Like, yeah, it was embarrassing. I, I kind of shook my head and and all that. But it was like you know what? The guy's learning. He's learning on the job, and his bench coaches are learning too. And I mean, I kind of get it to a degree. I I really kind of do. Like you, you want to keep because at that point, I think like all the Philly teams were undefeated for like a month. You're coming off the Super Bowl win. There's this like tidal wave of positivity flowing through. You really wanted to see the Phillies get off on a good footing. And, and in that was, regard, I totally understand. And it was two division teams. Neither one, like the Braves, yeah, the, were just thought of the Braves as like really were particularly good. I mean, yeah. And the Mets, you didn't expect the Mets to get off to the hot start that they did. No. As long as they're so I get where it's frustrating. Right now, but again, <laughs> it's like, dude, there's 162 games. They were ready to have his head after game two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, slow down, man. Like, you're barely out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like I said. Like I, I thought that it was at the time. I thought that it was worth. I didn't think that he should be fired or anything close no, to that. Ridiculous. I just said, you know, let him know that you know he's got to do better with the mm. boo. And I guess I probably overstated that at the time. It's just a different animal. Like I said, if this would have been like July, okay. I could see where you're frustrated. Right. You know, at that point, you got a little more of a body work to look at. Yeah, I mean, everybody just jumped off the bridge thinking, this team's going to be, like, yeah, I mean, winning, like, fucking break. Like, you know, 40, 50 games or something, like, really bad. Especially after we had guys like Charlie Manuel and Doug Peterson. And, you know, we jumped on both of those guys really early. And this is, And here's the difference between Gabe Kapler and those two guys. Those two guys had coaching experience prior. Yeah, maybe not at the same level, yeah. but they were in the involved in the no, game Charlie at Madden a coach. Made a World Series with Cleveland, didn't he? As an as a batting coach, yeah, as a hitting coach. So he was still hitting coach, right? And Peterson. Oh, you know what? No, you're right. I'm thinking. Uh, I might have been thinking of Grady Little. But uh, I might have been okay. But, okay. Yeah, but you're the, right. I mean, he still was Grady Little was championship. Yeah, everybody, he, his, you know, but everybody was was thinking of Kapler and reminiscing back to Chip Kelly. Not having the coaching experience, being one of those innovative analytics guys. Yeah, you were sold the bill. I I remember us talking about that as being like one of the things that, like, one of the reasons that people got frustrated was just thinking back, oh, this is another Chip Kelly and how much we hated Chip Kelly. And at the time, again, Kapler was at least through four games, which it's proved not to be true, seemed like he was kind of in that same kind of arrogance mold where he's like, Oh, I'm I'm doing what I... I don't know that that was so much Kapler as much as it was. Not to say... Uh, I mean, I hate sounding like I'm blaming the media because I'm really not, but... No, no, it could be. I mean, it could be like just an overstatement of him making one statement and then 
killing Kind of running with it a little bit. And again, after a four-game sample size, when he's still trying to figure out even how to talk to the media and stuff. But I certainly agree with your point that, you know, I, I do think some of it comes to the fact that it's like, hey, look, the, again, this was a bill of goods that we were sold before, and it really didn't work out then. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, but still, it's like, it's a 162-game season, man. Yeah, like, like Roy, chill out. You were... And I mean, like the royal you, not either of you guys. Right, right, right. Yeah. You didn't exactly feel the same way, but it's like, dude, you guys are ready to run this guy out on a rail after game like two or three. Yeah, it's fucking like, crazy. Slow down. Yeah, give me a fucking break. Like the manual. Like you just said thing, it's a fucking marathon. You know what man? it is, and like, it's a first time fucking manager. Looking back with Charlie Manuel, I, I know for me one of the problems was twofold. I mean, number switch. one. No, it wasn't even that. Yeah. It was that, you know, look, I didn't look at the, Kepler does the that. dog and pony show that the Phillies put together pretending they were interviewing all these other candidates when you fucking knew they were going to hire Jim Tomey's boy right out of the gate. I would have appreciated it more if they just hired him right out of the gate. Mm. I didn't think that did Manuel any favors. The other thing that worked against him was when Gene Leland openly threw his hat in the yeah. ring and really wanted the job, a guy that had already won a World Series. Yeah. Just like that, yeah, like I think before. those were two big factors when you're looking at Manuel and then you're looking at Jim Leland saying, hey, look, this guy's been there and done it before. Like, why would we right. not want him? Like, yeah. it makes a lot more sense. You know, it worked out, but I do kind of understand what where happened. people were a little, you know. I mean, Leland was older. I wonder, was, what, I wonder what would have happened if Leland ended up being the manager here. I don't, I don't think, think it would have worked out. Yeah, I don't think we would have won a World Series. No, I don't either. Because, again, you're coming off Larry Bowe, who, by all rights, was a really a similar yeah. coach in terms of his attitude. Like, very regimented, very strict. It, you know, I, I think the Phillies' idea was that we're going to go with somebody that can kind of keep a little bit more of an even keel. We can, you know, identify and relate with the players a little bit more. And But, again, my issue is more, if that's your boy... Just call stick it what it is them. and just go with it. You know yeah, what I mean? Just stick like, with it. As soon as he was put on the roster as a hitting coach to get Tommy, I mean, everybody knew. Like, it was almost understood that at some point they were going to move him into the big seat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just call it what it is. Like, I, I didn't think that, you know, that fake coaching hunt. And you remember they trotted all the candidates out on Comcast Sportsnet after they interviewed and everything. And just to kind of show they were actively doing something. Like, locally, the uh, reporter Dave Palmer is that there. Yeah. Yep. Scott Palmer who would come out. Uh, Scott would, Palmer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, the Phillies, like the mouthpiece of the Phillies. Like, he would come out and play the Dave Spadaro role where he would take the company line on everything, and it's like, look, this is just ridiculous. Again, this is, like, just fake news. I mean, yeah. if this is your guy, just hire him for Christ's sake. Like, just, you know, own it. Yeah, hey, to bounce back to the actual, like, yeah, I got Karen Phillies. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to point out something that I thought, you know, give a shout out to Cesar Hernandez. He has a shit ton of walks as a, you know, top of the lineup, mm -hmm. speedster type guy. I was, wrong about, a, I was wrong about him. He's, he's not a right foot for sure. Yeah, he's not a, a power hitter, and yet he's selective enough and really kind of working out counts, and, and, and somehow his on-base percentage is ridiculously good. And, and yeah, it's crazy. Um, but I know that uh, Carlos Santana has not started off very well, at least hitting-wise. You know, it's funny, because I've seen so many, like, warning track shots with him. Yeah. Like, it seems like he's... Just missing. Close. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Like, I know it sounds weird to say I find that kind of encouraging, but 
I think it's one of those things, like, I truly think he'll figure it out. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I mean, it's early in the season, and that's kind of the way it, you yeah. know. Yeah, the I way mean, it I goes sometimes. He like, just needs to figure the corners out and, you know. Well, I mean, he's just, a little he's just got to, you know, he's barreling up and it's just they're not finding the holes or he's, you know, he's hitting them Giggy. right at guys. And, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to hit the board. I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, yeah. But Hoskins so, is so, looking good. Uh, yeah. Ha- looking ha- great. Dude, Hoskins is second in the league in on-base percentage right now. Yeah. Behind Joe Mauer. Right, and, he's uh, another guy I love watching yeah. play. I really yeah. do. Quiet, he's really do. He's been in the league a long time. Him now. and Ichiro are of the quietest Hall of Famers. Hoskins, yeah. who are you talking about? Oh, we were talking about. Well, I was talking about Mauer. Yeah. So Mauer, oh, Mauer, Mauer, and Ichiro are having the quietest Hall of Fame careers ever. Ichiro, if you combine his hits, is Ichiro's been unbelievable. He's all time. He's all time. He yeah. beats Pete Rose. Yeah. Mauer, I that's think the fact saying. that he hasn't had a whole lot of postseason appearances, I think that's where he kind of – and again. And he's playing for Minnesota. Super small yeah. market. Yeah, really, yeah. And same thing with Yashiro. But he has been terrific. He's out in Seattle, you know, for most of his career. Yeah. It's pretty phenomenal. Uh, let's switch Yashiro gears. Yashiro is still playing. Yeah. Is he still playing? Oh, yeah, he's still playing. He's back mm-hmm. with Seattle. God damn. He's, he's playing one more year with Seattle. He's like 44 or something. His run with the Yankees was successful. Like, how does this guy still – he can hit. He's just he's a professional hitter. He's the consummate professional hitter. And it, it's man, great in the AL. Forty four years old, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. He's a hell of a defensive. It, yeah. You know, he's got a great glove. Yeah, that's crazy at forty four. Anyway. Uh yeah, so you know, good luck with the Phillies and ten. Uh good luck with the Phillies. Uh you know, hopefully they'll they'll continue to keep winning and keep these winning ways right now with the Sixers and and all this stuff uh, going on, uh, you know, it's 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 great. Uh, but yeah, I'm sorry, getting this sidetracked here for a second. But yeah, let's let's, let's go to NFL. Uh, the schedules are released. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But are we going to do win loss? Are we going to save that for next week? I don't want to do. I that. say save it because again, it's really hard to kind of predict that before the draft. Again, before you had well, come. I mean, it's just it's just since it was released, it's it's always something that everybody does. Once I'm looking it's released, at, you look at it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm just looking at the rest of the division. Like, again, with the draft coming up, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it at a draft show over at the FOP Lodge next Maybe Thursday. We lost then. I mean, we, we might have some time to do it then. I'd rather not. Depending on the moves the Giants make, the Giants can finish with four wins again next year, or they can finish with nine. Like, it really depends on it's what so, direction they want to so take. It's so pre. Like just premature to do a win loss thing, especially yeah, but, before the uh, draft. It's, it's, well, I mean, it's it's not we're not holding our feet to the fire on it. I mean, shit, yeah. I'm fucking wrong on everything. I well, say. let's put it this way: knee jerk reaction. I love the schedule. I do too. Love it. Like uh, yeah. I think it's it really team favorable. No, yeah. I mean, bye week right in the dead center of the season. I the away lie. game, the away game in London, helps. Yeah, you know, it's not a home game you're losing. It's a neutral game. Uh huh. That's an away game. So you had eight games, one neutral game, and seven. So I, like I said, man, I really like it. I really do. <laughs> Try to find it. So basically, you're, you know, we thought they were going to be open against Minnesota. That was the the, the big rumor, but yeah, they're not. Right? It's no, Atlanta. It's Atlanta. Yeah. So Thursday night, September sixth, Atlanta Falcons here at the link where we will be dropping the banner, getting the rings. What rings are they, by the way? Oh, what rings? Bowl the Super Bowl rings. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Be fucking awesome. Uh, then they're at Tampa Bay, home against the Colts, at Tennessee, 
Home against Denver, home against Minnesota on the seventh of October. Uh, got def- wins on every one of those except maybe Tennessee. I think yeah, that might be a, tough one. be a tough one. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Home against Minnesota, then at the Giants. Uh. Up. 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 We got a phone call, guys. Yay! There he you is. You got mail. We would l- love to welcome to the show. Mr. Chris Pavone. What's up, Chris? Chris. What's up, buddy? Hey. <laughs> what is up, fella? What's up, man? How you doing? Well, we're Super Bowl champs. Oh, we're doing good. good. <laughs> That's great, man. But, well, yeah, don't rag. Cleveland had a parade. Yeah, Cleveland yeah. did have yeah, a parade. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris, it's... It's, it's that time of year. Um, Ron, that's the, I like how I asked you on text the other day. I said, man... What's it feel like to pick last? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know. This is the most irrelevant draft pick we've had in ages. Well, it's the most irrelevant draft pick we've ever had. Yeah. Like, I've really thought of that before. Like, uh, we've been so conditioned in Cleveland to, like, you know, be excited for the draft and, you know, you know, new hope. Like, I never even thought to think, what's it like if you're picking, like, 28, 29, 30, <laughs> you know? It's so, uh, it, it, you know, what? It, it's weird. We talked about it earlier in the show. Um, we kind of felt that the season, well, you know, when you're playing on the twenty first weekend of the year, uh, that the season kind of went a lot quicker. But at the same time, like usually around this time of year, we're looking at our draft and going, "Oh my God, how can we improve our team?" But when you're right. when you're a Super Bowl winning team. <laughs> cough, cough. You're kind of looking at it going, well, who cares? Like, yeah, yeah, we're, all we're doing is. <laughs> well, we got the 30 second pick, so it's it's not like a high. It's it's pick. it's weird. And However, we're, we're like, oh, it is the thing is, a depth, yeah, it's a depth pick now. Yeah, from the the thing is, from the from the Eagles' perspective, there are needs. There still are needs on this team. I mean, they they still need to uh, look at. Look at linebacking, uh, offensive line, running back possibly. So there are still things they can they can get, and they can definitely get that at thirty two. Um, yeah, however, yeah, so. but who's at the top of the draft? Yeah, so we really we really wanted to pick your brain because I I think that the Browns are are and I, I, they're going to set know, the tone. I, I know we kind of said this in years past, but they the Browns haven't quite been in this position that they're in now. They have two top four picks. Yeah, and, and I'm really curious to to know. And I got to be honest, uh, Chris, you, you probably are the, the only Browns fan I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only real one I know. <laughs> but you're definitely the only real, yeah. and you live and die by your team, and that's and it's awesome because when when you guys and and some point, you know, you guys will win a title. It, it's going to happen at some point. You're yeah. you think you can be there and say I was there when it. You know, I was always what? rooting for him, but. What are your thoughts? Right. What are your thoughts on on the draft? Um, yeah, it, it just really quick to that point. I, I do want to say yeah, it is kind of baffling because you know when we all get together, but the fact that Cleveland still has such a passionate fan base really is a testament, I guess. You know, to what their tradition and their franchise, because there's really no reason for anybody under age 35 to be a Browns fan, but they're, they are. <laughs> you know? Let that so, sink in for a second. Yeah. It's like, damn, that's, that's a lot of time. Right? It's, it's <laughs> a lot. But, um, that'll put hair in your chest. Yeah, this, what's that? I said that'll put hair in your chest. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you're right. It, you know, it, it'll turn around at some point. But, but for, um, for the draft, 
Yeah, I, I agree. Like what you just said, they are set up very nicely. It's one of the times where, you know, geez, we've had so many uh, two picks in the first round. It's happened, you know, I think four or five times in the last eight or ten years. But this time, it, you know, it's actually set up really nicely. Yeah, at one and four. Yeah. And then just the um, just the way it's going right now, like it's like a win-win situation. You, you take their there favorite quarterback at one. Yeah, then whoever falls at four is kind of like you take the best player at four, which will either be you know probably Chubb or Barkley or even one of these. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe Fitzpatrick uh, or one of these defensive guys. So where are you going so, with the top pick? Are you going quarterback? You going Josh Allen? I think it's his name, right? Yeah, so they're definitely um, they're definitely going quarterback. That's and you, you can see it's kind of set up that way. You know, like we were saying the other day. I think I love the Tyrod Taylor pickup. That's a, a no, it's good, a great yeah, pick. That's was, a great pickup. I Chris, think I was, both of us said that was kind of yeah. Annoying. I mean, I know we're talking draft, but I mean, you guys had a hell of an off season. You guys made a lot of pickups that were, you know, really solid moves. Yeah, to kind of position yourselves well to go with these pair with these draft picks. Yeah. Sure, Jarvis Landry was a good pickup. Um, you know the cornerback from, um, yeah, the cornerback from Green Bay who we traded Kaiser for, which that was the only shocker. I was like, whoa, I didn't think they'd get rid of Kaiser. But, right, um, right. But you know, you got Drew Stanton. They fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, it, so yeah, you know they got um, Drew Stanton as the yeah the veteran mentor guys. Yeah, I think they definitely go quarterback. And he, he won't get yeah, Kaiser either because um, you know, the, the, the plan is, from what, what I'm hearing here, is, you know, the plan is to not even play the rookie, just like they did with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Kind of let know. him be like be like a yeah. stopgap, like Tyrod Taylor be a stopgap for him, for whoever's coming in. Tyrod Taylor's a perfect yeah. serviceable. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, you're gonna I win. Mean, that was a good sign. Yeah, That's you're gonna win center. games yeah. with Tyrod Taylor. He he's not gonna he's not gonna kill you. Um, right. He's 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 a very solid he's a very solid quarterback. He played for some bad teams in Buffalo, but you saw what happened. Like as long as he stays healthy, um, you know, with with a running game, and. You know, you brought up the name Barkley, and I'm, I, I did a mock draft a couple weeks ago on our website. I have you guys taking, you know, a quarterback, um, Rosen, actually, and then I have you guys taking Barkley at four uh, if Barkley lasts because I think – I think the Giants are locked in. Uh, 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 I don't think so. I think the Giants take a quarterback. Um, I can see the Giants take Or Chubb. But anyway, so, uh, you know, you're looking at the situation, and, and I'm like, wow, you, you, you can really – Build a team around you know you got your guy behind under center and now you got a running back who can change the complexion of any game. I mean Barkley, I don't know if you, I don't know how much of a college football you watch, Chris, but like this kid is he's a game changer. I mean he's he's one of a kind. I think I could honestly say he's the best running back prospect I I might have seen since Bo Jackson. Wow, yeah, and and I and I guess um, he can catch. I guess the word out of Cleveland is, is John Dorsey, a GM, is is more uh, running back by committee. Oh, cause that's, they also got Carlos Hyde, which is a you know decent. That's pickup. right. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad player. But I think they're going to take one of these. I, I guess the feeling is there's so many other good quarterbacks or co- running backs in the draft. They don't want to go that high on Barkley. Wow. I don't know though. They might take him. Yeah. I so, I, I heard the other. 
I heard the other day that Dorsey was talking about uh, listening to offers for trades for both of those picks. Yeah, I, I think he just said that just to you know he, he's such an experience. Something else we haven't had here in a long time is a you know seasoned GM. I think he just says all that you know just to generate buzz and. Um, well, I mean, Chris. Yeah, I mean, if it's an offer that they can't refuse, why why don't you accept it? Hey, yeah, I'll give you the third overall pick, and and you know, and my first next year for your first, and you're like, all right, well, you know, we we still got three quarterbacks, you know, you know, you you, you might consider, you know, so you got to at least, you know, take all. Yeah, and like, and I think, and I and I hope like they're past like building for next year. You know what I mean? Like, right. they, just need, they need good players now. Yeah, it's about time to, to start, you know. Yeah, we, we, we know about trusting the process, Chris. We, we, oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Although it's working yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's working out here yeah. for us well, now. It was a process. <laughs> yeah. So, Chris, yeah. Chris, are you, a, are you a Cavaliers fan too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if they end up meet, meeting up in the playoffs, uh, Sixers and Cavaliers, well, I'd have to talk again. Dude, that'd be awesome. And the dude, the Sixers are like, like we're talking about earlier. You know, <laughs> that's hope. You know, because they were like, you know, probably one of the worst franchises in sports. Would yeah. you say? Yeah, they were. They were historically bad. Yeah, they was just. Yeah, it was historically. Yeah, absolutely. They lost so many games in a row and all this other stuff. And it's just different yeah. in basketball where one one player or two players can take like take over. It's it, you know football. It's, it's so much tougher. To, yeah, one player can have more. Right. But no, Chris. What do you what do you see them doing? I mean, like I, to me, like you said, the running back by committee. But I mean, I see there being like three good quarterbacks. I mean, they they seem like they're really high on the, the uh, Wyoming guy, right? I think it's Josh Allen or whatever. So yeah, so right they, now they have him so much higher, right? Or Allen Rosen and Mayfield, right? Those are the big three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in the talk out of, out of Cleveland is if, if they have it down. Be- it's either going to be Darnold or, or um, Allen. Oh, yeah. Same Darnold. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I, for, I actually forgot about that. I said Allen. I actually have, have Darnold going one. Yeah. And, right. and I guess um, they don't like – they like Baker Mayfield, but just they like the other guys better because he's bigger. They're bigger, you know. So I, that's I, that's why I, they're going to take him number one. <laughs> that's why they're going to take a quarterback number one as compared to doing something like taking Barkley and then using – because you're still going to have one of those guys fall. But if, if they only have their eyes on two – I guess the potential of them not getting either one of them at four scares them enough to right. jump on them at number one. Exactly, yeah. Gotcha. And then you never know, too, if somebody would trade out with the Giants or the, um, you know, and then you really, yeah, you, you wouldn't guarantee your guy. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so what's been going on, uh, Chris? I mean, uh, first of all, uh, congratulations. Since the last time we talked to you, you've uh, started off your podcast. Um. I love Chris's podcast. Yeah, oh, it's great, man! And you know, <laughs> YouTube channels. And I gotta ask you, man, because you're very, you're a very positive person. Um, and if and if for those who don't follow you, uh, they need to follow you. You know, check out Chris Pavone. Um, Chris Pavone dot com. Yes. Chris with the K. Chris with the K. That's right. You got to do it, Chris. I gotta ask you, man. Like, how how are you? How are you so positive? Like, you you have such a great like like. There's there's mornings I get up right. And I go to work, and I, I get I get to work a little early, and yeah. I'm kind of scrolling through, and and I see one of your posts, and and you have uh-huh. some, and you're saying something, you know, one one of these inspirational things. I'm like, wow, you know, he's, he's such a great outlook on life, and like the way you should be looking at things as, as opposed to being negative or or not, you know, maybe just 
you know, indifferent about something. Glass half full. Yeah, yeah, glass half full. How, what do you do, Chris? Yeah, well, thanks for asking. And, uh, it, you know, really, because it's like, it's just basically a choice. You know, I just choose to always try to look at the positive. And, um, and I had some good experience with, like, you know, my life sucking. <laughs> you know, probably about <laughs> 10 years ago. And, um, I mean, you, you know, I, I was clicking on all cylinders, you know, as far as in the suck zone. Like, I was with, <laughs> I was with WWE, and then, you know, my actions and behaviors got me fired. This is in 2006. And, um, you, you, you know, and, and really when I started to, like, take responsibility for myself, my own actions, and, and, and start to, like, um, you know, just change. That's where my, my faith comes in. But, but really just choosing to look at, at things positively, you know, as simple as that sounds. Yeah. And, um, and, and then, you know, and then some changes started to, you know, happen in my life where, and I found that I was kind of the common denominator in it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. I so, agree. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's so simple, man. I read this book. I kept hearing about this book. It's, uh, it's an old school book called The Magic of Thinking Big. It's from like the 30s, I think. Dr. David J. Schwartz is the name. Okay. And um, it talks about that, like, like, and then speaking stuff too, like, um, you know, if we speak positivity or, or, you know, think positive thoughts, it's like our brain goes to work for us to come up with like positive solutions. Like, for example, in the morning, if I'm like super tired and not feeling good, if I go around saying, "Man, I feel like crap," you know, I don't feel good. I'm tired, and then you know, then I'll really start to really feel that way even more. But it's like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm doing okay, or you know. It's going to be a good day. What am I most excited about today? Yeah, it's kind of changed the effort. It's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. It's always great to be positive. I mean, it's, it's like, I, I probably wish that I could be more like that. I mean, you think of guys like Pat Crunchy and stuff like that, that the Sixers, like, really excitable, positive guys. And, you know, yeah, it's, it, it works for them. So. Yeah, and that's they're, true, they're actually. I mean, that's. Successful people. I mean,. Yeah, I mean, Chris is yeah. right. I mean, that kind of an attitude. You, you can look at, like, that, you know, early run with Pat Roche and the Sixers and just saying that positivity was absolutely infectious. You know, it, it that's that's a really good way of looking at it. Like, you know, Chris, kind of like you had said, I could choose to get up in the morning and just kind of browbeat myself for how tired I feel or, you know, or I could take that same energy and throw it out there in motivating myself to kind of get further. Yeah, who right. Wants to, who wants to hang around with people that are always negative? Well, well, dude, that's, that's the other thing. <laughs> then you attract, you attract like positiveness. I mean, really, it, it, that's so true. Because when someone's like a negative Nelly, it's just like, God dang, dude, I, I feel like going to go jump off a bridge after talking yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, these guys put yeah, up with no. me, so. Brad's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. gonna keep going around the horn. He's throwing at me, and then he's gonna himself. He's gonna go around the shore. Yeah. He, just, he needs yeah, to get there. Somebody. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know Let if you pay attention to Ron. I, Chris, Chris, I don't know if you saw, but you know, Ron, Ron said that Nick Foles had no chance at doing anything. <laughs> well, he had nobody killed me on that either. Yeah, he said that Nick Foles had no chance to do anything. You know, couldn't win a football game. Oh, 
you know, probably everybody probably forgot maybe because oh, yeah, I'm so sure. Oh, for, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they I, all I don't forgot. still hear about it or anything. <laughs> oh, he's still, <laughs> they all forget. Yeah, he hear, trust me, he hears about it all the time. I give myself nothing <laughs> but credit. I was the reverse black cat. Yes. <laughs> that was our yeah. first jinx. That's so funny. Dude, so I'm the mean, reason well, you won. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. I mean, because like, you guys were clicking and then when Wentz went down, like, that just almost makes it even better. Like, Wentz goes down, so it takes all the wind out, and then yeah. Bolt comes in and just takes you guys. It, it reminds me of when, um, like, in WWE, like, like, every time the Patriots win the Super Bowl or they win, it reminds me of, like, oh, man, like John Cena. They're like, man, they put the title on Cena again. Wow, right, right, right. right. <laughs> so you guys winning was, like, someone new and fresh. Like, yeah. oh, wow. Chris, do you watch <laughs> WrestleMania, by the way? Did you see it this year? No, I didn't, actually. But I, I saw all the results and everything. Do you still follow wrestling at all? Uh, I mean, or is it something you kind of put on the back burner at this point? No, I, I still do. And um, cause, uh, there's a handful of my buddies are still there. Um, it's funny because I, I find myself, like, calling me all, all the younger guys' kids. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got that new kid. That's you know you're old. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. But, like, yeah, I'll, I'll always keep up with it. And um, the way I watch Raw and SmackDown is I just – I DVR it, and then I just fast forward through, like, just to kind of keep up with, with what's going on, right? And uh, that sort of thing. So, is it is that's yeah. is that different now? Like, I mean, you were in it, you were involved. Like, it's got to be different. Watch. It's it's almost like an actor when he's he's in a movie for two, you know, for for six months, and then he goes to see the premiere, and he's watching the movie, and he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. th- this isn't what it appears to be. Like, th- does that look a lot different to you now? Dude, yeah, it does. And sometimes I can't tell if it's just because, like, they're not my guys, quote-unquote, anymore. You know what I mean? Because it's almost like um, like a football team or, or high school where you kind of come up with your guys. and you know. So I've noticed every wrestler looks back and says, oh, it's not like it used to be. So that probably plays into it, you know? But um, yeah. I do think it's, it has changed a little bit um, just the way it is. So – Chris, does that mean that it's like, you know, you, do you look at them like, oh, man, they're a little bit softer or like something <laughs> like, oh, man, I remember that. You know, when we, we sold that a lot better back in the day. Like we took we took a little bit more of a punishment or like. Um, you, you know what? It's like not so much that, but it's more like um, it's funny because we used to joke about this when we were there. But it, but I kind of think this now. But like it's all a bunch of like fast paced spots. Like there's not as much ring psychology. Like these damn kids, all they do is do a bunch of flips and stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they gotta they gotta appeal to the ADD, the millennial ADD people, oh my right? God. Yeah, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what were you? Wait, wait, what were you saying? I was looking at my phone. No, I'm <laughs> we're talking on your phone. Yarn. <laughs> Yarn. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. Bright light. Uh, yeah. Chris, I got to ask, I mean, right after the Super Bowl, I mean, the announcement was made that, you know, Vince McMahon's going to relaunch the XFL version two. It, did you get a chance to kind of, I mean, what do you think of that? I, I just kind of wanted to kind of get your, your take on that. Yeah, I actually, I was at work. I was, I was on a break. I, I pulled up Twitter. I watched it live. And um, I don't know. It, it, I don't, I don't get it really. I mean, yeah. it, it's the exact same thing that he launched 15 years ago and it, Failed, which you know, I'm all about trying things again, keep, keep succeeding. But I don't, it just seems I, I don't know. I'll be curious to see what happens. 
um, the definition of insanity. <laughs> I'd be really curious to know yeah. what he hate me Jr. wants to do in the game. <laughs> the what? I'm sorry. He hate me Jr. He was one of the guys. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Remember he hate me, Rod Smart. Oh, I do. I think yeah. I think everybody remembers. His like, grandson's going to play. He's the now. only player in the entire league, and <laughs> yeah. nobody actually remembers. Yeah, because you know why? Because he, yeah, he ended up going to the NFL. He played for the Eagles for a little yeah, bit, I was and then Car- Car- Oh, did he? Yeah, in Carolina and the Carolina, Eagles. But you won a Super Bowl. I think, he won a Carolina. Super Bowl. Yeah, he won a ring with it. Yeah, no I didn't know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, so the, he was no. a kick returner, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah, special yeah, team. He got interviewed after the game. And like, so you 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 get the name yourself, and you put he hate me on there, and they're like, why? Well, because the other team, they they see it, and they like they, they hate, hate me. me. They he hate me. I was like, <laughs> That's the worst. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody collects that. Wait, what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Chris. the The other night, uh, the other night, I I, I read uh, No Beard the Pirate to my son. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and, and again, I, I I can't thank you enough for that for that copy and and everything, man. It, cool. it was it was very yeah. awesome, very awesome of you. And and uh, um, but yeah, he he's he's now at the age where he'll look at the pictures and he'll sit there with me and and he'll watch and. You know, he he might not understand exactly what's going on, but he's 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 focused, man. He's listening. It's a really cool yeah. story. So awesome, I read it dude. to Sean every week. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's so cool. I know. Kids really are amazing. Oh, you say I just you said you read it to Sean. <laughs> I'll see you for a minute. It's okay. He likes yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Ron, Ron. It's um, got pictures. He's he's good. I'm good. No, my my kids yeah. like really into it, but I I wanted to bring it up. Um, are are you working on anything? Uh, you working on anything new as far as 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 far as that goes? Um, not necessarily books. Just what I, you know, I've gotten into now is is you know, mentoring and coaching, and um, my mentor. I have a business mentor, Cliff Ravenscraft, who helped me with my start my podcast. And um, we what I came up with is um, we're starting like a um, uh, uh, do you, have, you know what a mastermind group is? No, I can't basically, say that I do actually. No. Yeah, it, it was it's basically just a, a group of people. <laughs> clearly, that, we're not that, that bright. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I, yeah. I said clearly we're not that bright. Yeah, this <laughs> is your target audience. We're sitting around. You're not catching our best moment. You <laughs> each have like an objective for the week, like a goal you want to reach, and then you meet and then collaborate on it. And it's just it's good for accountability. And then it's like um, you know, kind of the two heads are better than one theory. That's actually how I came up with my podcast was because I was at a, I went to this live workshop and we did like little mastermind groups and I felt like, um, you know, I had something to share, something I wanted to offer, but I wasn't quite sure. It's the reason I started doing my YouTube videos and then people in my group were like, dude, you need to have a podcast because you got a good message to share. So um, my latest thing I'm working on is I'm, I'm creating a, um, like a mastermind group for people who you know, need help in the health and fitness area, like for the help with the mindset, accountability, that sort of thing. You know, I started some, um, like, mentor coaching. And, and I've noticed I've had some guys come to me who, you know, need help with losing weight, that sort of thing. So, so that's exciting. Uh, I'm in the early stages of that. Yeah, that, that's Very cool. That's awesome, man. I'll, I'll need help losing weight. <laughs> I mean, I should probably quit drinking beer, but <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, it's only if you it's only if you want to, you know. Yeah. I, I saw I saw the other Not day. Not quite there yet. Yeah. I saw the other day. You're sitting you're sitting in your vehicle. You took a selfie. and You're like, yeah, I'm going to the gym for the second time today. I'm like, oh, 
fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I, got, I saw the same one. Like, I had the same reaction. I swear <laughs> to God. Like, yeah. And that's what I was thinking. Like, everything I, I post now will be, you know, somewhat strategic where it's like, you know, somebody <laughs> sees this and is motivated. It's like, okay, you know, cool. No, you That's know really what? Uh, I was waiting to get off the couch to turn my Xbox <laughs> on. I'm like, yeah, my fitness journey. <laughs> Hey man, no, but you know what? Be no, no, Chris, it, it's the truth, man, because it, it it got me thinking, and uh, you know, it's tough, man. I'm I'm back to school, you know. I got a a youngin, you know. It's it's tough for me to kind of really get going. You know, I work a full time job, and I and I do this thing, and but uh, you know, it got me thinking. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start getting up earlier in the morning, and I'm gonna start going back at it. You know, so like. Keep that shit coming, man. Like, keep it coming. It, it, it's it's yeah, much appreciated. Yeah, you got it, dude. Yeah, it's much appreciated. Cause it, yeah, because it is true. Like, I always try to go by the stuff that's important. And, you know, if it's important enough, we'll, we'll find a way, you know? Yeah. It's like I, um, this past Tuesday, I really wanted to uh, work out, but I, I wasn't going to be able to after school. I had a bunch of stuff going on. So, um, yeah, yeah, I got up at 4.30, you know, just made a point to do it, decided, and... And I couldn't do that every day, but <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's dedication. Four thirty in the morning, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> then I woke my wife up, and she was pissed. She's <laughs> 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 like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> oh man! All right, well, Chris, I mean, why don't you plug the website in your uh, your podcast? Yeah, so the podcast is called the Chris Pavone Show. It's Chris with a K, live the life you've imagined, and you can find it on any any podcast app, Apple iTunes, Stitcher Radio, um, Overcast, and also it's on my website, and my website is um, com. That's so it's awesome. Got some, uh, some goal-setting uh, templates, some tips, things like that, resources. So, yeah, com. Yeah, great, I mean, I look, I honestly, I look forward to it every week. I mean, like we were saying earlier, it's really nice to get that little, like, injection of positivity, especially this time. It's just the way things are in the country and the right world, now. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's very easy yeah. to kind of, like, let that <laughs> sort of weigh on you. It's really nice to hear, you know, something kind of working against the tide a little bit. You mean like going on a social yeah. media and be like, wait a second, somebody said something positive on Somebody's you? angry on social media? I've never experienced that before <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Looking through all this stuff, negative, negative. Oh, look at that, Chris. That's positive. And it is. It really is. I mean, everything that Chris throws out there is very positive, very forward-thinking. Like, you know, it, it is. It's, it's really nice. Like, it's a refreshing it's change of attitude. Yeah. Oh, good. I appreciate that. Just, no, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of negativity out there. I, I, I don't like watching the news. It's on at the gym, and it's just like every headline, murder, rape, kidnapping. Ah, Sports it's Center. Like, All right. <laughs> 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 the oh, the Baltimore Ravens are at it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Cowboys made a signing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Bengals. <laughs> they filled their roster out. <laughs> Chris is like, what the hell? Chris is like, Something with Gary Jones. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, Chris, well, listen. Uh, Chris, Chris, how can he f- – are you on Twitter? Oh, Croft Daddy. Oh, Croft Daddy. Yeah, I, yeah, Croft, Daddy. Croft Daddy. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, Croft Daddy WWE. All right, awesome, man. There we go. All right, Chris, really appreciate you checking in, man. And, again, I mean, anything we can do to kind of, you know, forward your 
positive message along. I mean, you know, we all got your back and, you know, look forward yeah, to appreciate seeing all your stuff in the future. Awesome, man. I appreciate that, guys, so much. Let me know, you know, how I could uh, be a service in any way as well. Awesome, man. You got You're it, welcome man. to crack out some articles for our website. <laughs> Chris. <Okay. laughs> I, uh, I have taken a break from writing, but that's, not, that's okay. Hadn't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait, you write things? Wait, what? what? Don't for other writers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I, yeah, you know, that was part of the journey. I found out I like speaking much better than writing. Oh, nice. You, you know what I mean? That's kind of how I came, but, um, yeah. But, you know, you know. Cool. All right, Chris. Well, listen, we'll be in touch on draft day, okay? Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks so much, guys. You, you got it, welcome, man. man. Appreciate Thank you so much, brother. Yep, you got it. Have a great night. All right, you, too. Too. All right, you yep. too. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Chris Pavone. That fucking awesome, man. man. What a great dude. He really is. I mean, yeah. Great dude. He's one of, like, you know, none of us have ever Stop. actually met him. Oh, keep doing it. Yeah. In person, but I mean, we've talked to him a bunch. I mean, he's a genuinely good very nice dude. guy. I, he's yeah. he's definitely a guy that if I spend a weekend with him, I feel bad for all the things I've done in my life. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, that was fucked up. Like, <laughs> I should have done that. Like before the show, we're talking about my bachelor party. <laughs> if we would have told him that, nah, he'd, he'd never probably, talk to us. Nah, he would never. <laughs> oh man, well let's uh, let's end this show. Good show, gentlemen. Thanks, Gary, for coming. Oh, that's right. Gary left. Uh, <laughs> Gary Flyers won. Yeah, I mean, Flyers. Gary didn't exactly leave. Gary got booked. Yeah. Go. yeah. yeah. Just like Callie did last week with uh, five minutes to go. I got to go home. Really? Yeah. yeah. That was near. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was on mute. But I listened back to the show, so I heard it. I didn't listen to Lauren It was really funny. Do you listen to Lauren Hart interview? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, she was great, man, wasn't yeah. she? That was a re- yeah, you, again, I know I told you before, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you really did a nice job with that. Thank you. It was a great interview. Uh, we want to thank Mr. Chris Pravone for joining us tonight. He, uh, great dude. Absolutely great dude. I, I appreciate the time he came out. Yeah, he was, he was working and shit, and uh, you know, I really appreciate him coming and you know, spending some time with us. Well, like 20, 25 minutes with us, man. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Ron and Mike, thank you guys for coming cheers, on tonight. Yeah, cheers, the original guys. three. The original three. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, I want to thank Barbara Bush for establishing some good jokes for us tonight. Um, oh, <laughs> I'm just good lord! Don't forget our draft show. Draft show Thursday. Yeah, the FFP Lodge. We're going to be on Thursday next week. Yep, ne- Thursday next week, seven thirty. Are we off doing on. a Friday show next nah. week, or are we just uh, doing Thursday? We'll just do Thursday. Okay. It's kind of so. Uh, yeah, Thursday next week. Is there was there any band that was fucking gayer than Devo? Violent Femmes. The fuck? Violent Femmes are gayer than Devo. Who was? The Violent Femmes. Yeah, Violent Femmes are pretty bad. Yeah. If you're going strictly like eighties, I'm high as a kite. He just might. Obviously, uh, the Village People. I was gonna go Village People. Yes. They were way gayer. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty up there. And bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, always Bon Jovi. Yeah, you just seem to have this irrational hatred. Of Fuck Bon Jovi. Jovi and his fucking hair. There's a hairdresser in the helicopter that Steve Ray Vaughan went down in. Go, jump in. Uh, 
<laughs> we will see you guys next Thursday. NFL Draft Party, FOP Lodge, Lodge 5. Definitely come by. If you can't come by, you have to tune in. Yeah, but, man, it would be a great time. We're going to get fucked up. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we will see you guys next week. Mike. Shots abound. Penis. Again? Ha, ha, ha.